And now, introducing the man who was so upset after the Ravens lost last Thursday that he wore a Marvel hat and a DC hoodie, saying, if the Ravens can go to Miami and lose, then Batman and Spider-Man can exist in the same universe. He's a Tobey Maguire of internet radio. He is Glenn Clark. Hey, Graham Marshall, come in here for a second. Come say hello to everybody. Come say hello. Oh, he's playing his game. My six-year-old is here today. I was uh, Normally, when people see children, they think it's adorable, right? And so I was thought, thinking maybe we could do well with the adorable quotient today. But <laughs> my six-year-old does not want to participate with that. He's like, you want to help get ratings? No, you got to pay me for that. Like, All right, kid. That's the way it goes. Uh, my six-year-old, unfortunately, um, one of his uh, fellow classmates uh, tested positive. And so uh, despite the fact that my six-year-old got vaccinated, he's good. He's... Um, not they just decided and i i understood this decision they decided that since thanksgiving was coming up they were going to have everybody just uh, stay home until after uh, thanksgiving break and uh, just sort of be safe and i was like you know what man i can't be mad at that i get it uh, totally understand and probably the responsible thing to do problem being we were not prepared for that so uh, my 6 year old is with me today here at the the office I, I might have to happen again at some point next week i don't know i think my parents are back next week so i think they can watch him but um, uh, we'll see if at some point maybe he decides to run in and do a cameo appearance. Run in, hit me with a, a, a forearm or something, do the Hogan leg drop on me, and then run back out. be hilarious if he just walked in and hit me over the head with a chair. I mean, that would be a <laughs> ten and a half. I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, bro, that's a great walk-in. Like, what an excellent <laughs> use of your day. All right, uh, good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Paul. Of course, Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan's here with us as well this morning. Much to do on a Friday edition of the program. Coming up, we're going to preview Ravens-Bears. We check in with Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka, as well as uh, Corey Wooten uh, is going to join us to preview the Bears. Corey, of course, uh, knows a thing or two about playing the game of football, former NFL defensive end. Um played for, I think, like six seasons with the Bears, Vikings, and Lions. He's since moved into his own media career after that. Um, I think he still does some stuff from Big Ten Network, in fact, but I also know that he does uh, Believe Network's Bears podcast and uh, Fox 32 in Chicago, so we'll talk to him about the Bears this morning. Later on this uh, morning, we're going to catch up with Dr. Lonise Bias, and you might say to yourself, hmm, I'm not sure if I know who that is. And I would say, I understand that, but you should, because she's a remarkable woman, and for our purposes, she's the mother of Len Bias. And this Sunday night, Len Bias takes his rightful place in posthumously in the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, why it has taken this long for Len Bias, I don't know, maybe one of the 10 greatest college basketball players of all time, to be inducted into the College Basketball Fa Hall of Fame, I do not know. But uh, it's happening on Sunday and so we will talk to uh, Dr. Bias about Len finally getting into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. This, uh, the College Basketball Hall of Fame has probably only existed for like 15, 20 years, something along those lines. But still, I mean, come on, man. There aren't 10 college basketball players all time that are more important than Len Bias. Um, and then also this morning, it's a Friday, so we will uh, preview the college football weekend with our buddy uh, Senator Justin Reedy. Senator's suggestions coming up later on this morning as well. So that's all happening on a Friday edition of the program. What's not happening is Glenn getting a point because, like an idiot, I picked the Falcons to cover. Hey! Jesus, man. What an abomination that was. 
I mean, like, it happened the week before. If you did, if you weren't invested in the game, you probably thought the Ravens' performance the week before was an abomination. But they were the road team. This was the home team, and it was an abomination last night against the Patriots. Patriots are really good. Um, you know, Mac Jones isn't perfect. Obviously, he was still trying. He was still trying to keep the Falcons in the game in the second half as it went on, uh, throwing the ball around. But um, you see enough. You see enough to know that given everything else they do, they're capable of succeeding with Mac Jones. So. Look, I, the Patriots are a threat. I've been trying to tell you that for a month now that they've been a threat. They're a very significant threat in the AFC. They are an absolute 100% legit as legit gets type of threat in the AFC. And you can't ignore them. And you, they're not going away. And you can't uh, just hope and, and pray that they are as as legit as you can be among the contenders in the AFC. Are they perfect? Nope. As I keep saying, name the team that's not flawed. Name them. Tell me who it is that doesn't have flaws. And in an AFC where everybody's got flaws, and frankly in the entire NFL everybody's got flaws, but in an AFC where everybody's got flaws and everybody's got warts, they are just as much a threat as anyone else in the conference to win the AFC. I get it. It's a lot to ask of a rookie quarterback. I understand that, particularly one who's not necessarily a gunslinger. A lot to ask. Guy that's never been in this position before. He's played in some big games. Not sure if you're familiar. The, the lights have shown fairly bright for him a few times. Just not in the NFL yet. I am – it's it's not impossible. It's no by no means impossible that the Patriots end up being the team that wins the AFC and goes on to the Super Bowl. That's the reality. That defense was absolutely suffocating. I, I can't remember. I mean, I, we've seen some bad offensive performances. The Falcons were – they couldn't do anything. Nothing. The, they, 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 they'd get the ball to the 40-yard I mean, line. They, they got into the red zone a couple times and then failed on fourth down. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like twice. But other than that, you'd see them maybe get the ball to the 40, the 50-yard line, and then the next thing you know, they're punting or throwing an interception. They were so bad last night. It, it was, I, I couldn't even pay attention to the game too much anymore. It was so oh, bad. It was, it was unwatchable. It, it was, it was I mean, awful. it really was unwatchable it was as it went on. Um, it's the reality, man. The Patriots are, are completely legit. So uh, one down for the weekend, obviously a lot more games to go. Don't forget, tomorrow we need your help stuffing the truck with uh, the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants and what they're doing for Toys for Tots. Need you to get out to one of the area Chick-fil-A locations or nearby where they will be collecting toys tomorrow starting at 9.30 a.m. Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants invite you to support Toys for Tots Saturday, November 20th. Donate a new toy at any of their 13 Stuff the Truck locations and receive a free chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you. For more information, visit pressboxonline.com slash toy drive. That's where you'll see all of the area locations. It's actually up to 14, by the way. We found that out. 14 because Ken Island is now on the list, too. 14 locations where you can go to donate your toys starting at 9.30 a.m. tomorrow. And we found out that the first 50 at each location, the first 50 of you that donate a toy will also get a free T-shirt. On top of that, uh, looking for a new unwrapped toy tomorrow at your area, uh, Baltimore Chick-fil-A restaurants. Again, go to pressboxonline.com slash toy drive to find out which locations are collecting toys and add on to that, you can also use their Amazon wish list. Purchase, if you can't make it out tomorrow, or if you live in another area, we constantly hear from people that aren't in the area, purchase a toy that way 
and you'll get sent your free chicken sandwich offer card that way too. So just a win-win all around. Make sure you donate your uh, your toy tomorrow at your uh, Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. I got a message. So we talked yesterday about uh, when we did our picks, KZ was all freaking out about the Raven. I'd like to know. And I said, KZ, I'm not at all worried about Lamar Jackson. And then he messaged me again when Lamar Jackson didn't practice again yesterday and said, y- yeah, you-, you still think there's nothing going on here? When I say I don't think there's nothing going on here, what I'm saying is there are a thousand people that report on the NFL. No, it's more than that. There are thousands of NFL reporters between like legitimate NFL reporters and, and people that are masquerading as NFL reporters. If something was to be known... It would be known. If there was something else happening, if Lamar Jackson had COVID, it's not actually wood, but I'll do it anyway. Is there some wood around here? Somebody find me a wood block. Maybe Jordan's head. Get it, get over here. There we go, bud. Thank you. <laughs> if Lamar Jackson had COVID, if there was something significant happening, we would know about it. That's the reality. There are too many people that report on this league for something that significant to fly under the radar. Betting is too significant in the NFL for something like that to exist and for everyone to just choose to ignore it or for somehow the Ravens to be able to cover it up. There is too much at stake. Now, that doesn't mean it isn't concerning that Lamar Jackson is dealing with a stomach bug or whatever he's dealing with this week. Uh, John Proctor mentioned that everybody in the Proctor household had uh, gotten a hit with a 24-48 hour stomach bug this week. Thankfully, it hasn't uh, invaded the Clark household. So, uh, again, get, get back over here, Jordan. Get back over here. Yeah, there we go. May that continue. May it not infiltrate the Clark household. Maybe it's best that uh, my kid can't go to school for a little while so we avoid it. I don't know what's going on. I, I haven't poked in on any sources because that's not t- my actual job here. But I'm telling you, if there was something more significant afoot, if there was something more significant happening, we would know about it. That's not the type of thing that can be hidden. Somebody might say, well, I mean, the, the, the Dalvin Cook thing happened a year ago and it was hidden because it was hidden from the Vikings. Like, that's why it was hidden because they didn't know. Once the team knows, if, if, if Lamar Jackson showed up to work on Wednesday and there was something more significant than just, I'm feeling sick, they would know. And there would be too many people within the building that would then know, and it would get out. Can you imagine the fines and sanctions if the, he if he had COVID and he didn't report it? Well, that's yeah. a different thing. Yeah, that's a different yeah. thing altogether. Yeah. But, right? but, yeah. the, but like, there's no way that it's COVID yes. because it Correct. would be out, like you said. Correct. 100%. So... The conspiracy theorists that want to make it like a, they're saying sick when it's a cover-up for something else, like maybe he's dealing with something in his personal life. Man, it's some tinfoil hat stuff, and I just can't react to it. My assumption is that Lamar Jackson practices today, and all's good. And the, as was pointed out by a couple people yesterday, including Jonas Schaefer, the last time he uh, mispracticed a couple times during the course of the week was the Denver game, and he played just fine. I'm not telling you that there's no concern or that this Ravens offense is such a well-oiled machine right now that they don't need Lamar Jackson to be practicing or anything along those lines. And somebody would point out, hey, wasn't part of the problem last week that the Ravens weren't able to practice leading into the Dolphins game. 
part of it, maybe. Could be part of it. Team that gets off to slow starts offensively, you'd like them to be about as crisp as possible. It's not ideal, I would say. It ain't ideal. But I'm, I'm not here to tell you something's ideal. I'm just here to tell you that like the going a step further and thinking there's some sort of conspiracy or something's being hit, it's, it's just impractical. It's impractical given the number of people that report on this league, the amount of money that's at stake when we're talking about these types of things. It's impractical to think that that type of information might be covered up. I think a lot of people believe that like injury stuff gets covered up, and the truth is, most of the time, the answer really is they don't know. They know a player's hurt. They genuinely don't know if they're going to be able to go on Sunday or not. It's the nature of injuries. Sometimes it's not a conspiracy. Sometimes the easiest answer is just the answer. Sometimes a player gets hurt. Say something like, well, we'll have to see how it goes during the week. And you, the skeptic, says, well, you're trying to cover something up. You're just trying to play poker. You don't want your opponent to know if he's playing or not. And I'm not saying it's impossible that sometimes that's the case. But more likely than not, the answer really is they don't know if that player is going to play because it's an injury. And you just don't know how someone's going to respond to it during the course of a week. It's the nature of the beast, man. It's the nature of what it is that you're doing here. So, um, no, that's, as long as Lamar Jackson's on the practice field today, and by the way, even if he's not actually on the practice field today, but they don't rule him out on the Friday injury report or list him as doubtful, if they list him as questionable for Sunday's game, then even if he doesn't practice again today, he's playing. If they, if they don't say he's out, he's playing. And it's Lamar Jackson, right? Like, if he doesn't practice, he's still going to play on Sunday if he's capable of it. Are they going to do a 30 for 30 in 20 years on the Lamar Jackson flu game? I don't, I don't, I, well, he already had his diarrhea game, of course, last <laughs> year. He already had the, uh, the toilet game a year ago. I, and maybe, maybe he plays better when he's sick. I don't know. It's a really weird bit, man. Uh, it's a really weird bit the way that that works. And then I got this message. I want to get to this uh, before we have to grab our break here. I got this message yesterday from Dan. Dan said, Glenn, I appreciated the honesty you brought to the conversation about Maryland basketball yesterday. Well, thank you, Dan. That being said, I think sometimes, oh, you know what? I have heard from Dan before. I think sometimes what you miss is that there really is more anger than you make it out to be. It's not always ambivalence. There are still a lot of people that care deeply about Maryland basketball who care about Maryland basketball as much as they care about even the Orioles and the Ravens. And for those people, this type of stuff is embarrassing. I'm not saying George Mason is trash, but losing at home in the early portion of the season is something that's not supposed to happen. All right, I'll, I'll leave that alone. I'll let Dan finish his email, then I'll, I'll, I'll try to react to it. My point is that I think sometimes you pass things over and you try to present them in your pragmatic way. I do like that word. I do use pragmatic a lot. In your pragmatic way, and you miss the emotion that is being felt by certain people for good reason. We have good reason to be mad about what has happened to Maryland basketball. You're right, it could be worse. They're not completely embarrassing all of the time. But this is not what Maryland basketball is supposed to be. You say you can't fire Mark Turgeon right now, and I agree with you. Nobody does that in season, but it should have happened two years ago. They should have said that not making deep runs in the tournament is enough for a coach to be fired. Okay, Dan. I mean, that's I, you know, I don't know what to say about it. this. Is a tricky thing. 
I think the part of, part of the problem is we had this conversation every day, even during the spring. Th- this doesn't happen. There are, I think that we found out there were two examples all time of a coach making seven of eight NCAA tournaments, whatever the number is, and I can't remember, six or seven, whatever it is, and getting fired. For no scandal, right? Like sometimes coaches get fired related to a scandal, but someone having that string of making an NCAA tournament and getting fired anyway. I remember Steve Lavin was the one, and I think there was one more, but it might have just been Steve Lavin. Sorry, we, did, we literally had this conversation like every day. This was all we talked about for the better part of March this year. I understand why a school would say you can't fire someone who regularly makes the NCAA tournament. But the bigger point is that we're past that. <laughs> like, you can't do anything about it now. They didn't fire Mark Turgeon. That didn't happen. And they're not going to fire him because he lost a game to George Mason. And they shouldn't. That's insane. It's insane to think that because you lost a game to an A-10 opponent early in the season, you're 3-1, and one, you should get fired. Now, if for whatever reason the season bottoms out, we'll have that conversation. Come on. You, you got to be – I'm not telling you not to be mad, and I'm glad. I am glad, Dan, there are still people like you that care that deeply about Maryland basketball because for the most part – there isn't that. There is way more indifference towards Maryland basketball. So I am grateful that there are still people that care like you care. And if you're mad, you're mad. I hear you. I get it. Unfortunately, I'm probably closer to indifferent than I am angry. And that's the, re- the, the, the reality of the program and where it's been. It's hard for me to still get mad about it. But I respect that. I know there are people that agree with you, but you've got to still work within reason. You think they should have fired Mark Turgeon before? Okay, they didn't. So where are we now? They lost a game. They're going to play another one tonight against Hofstra. If you're coming out, please bring canned goods for uh, A.J. Francis' canned uh, food drive. Please. I'll be there tonight. I'll see you there. They'll play a game tonight. We'll see what happens. They'll play Richmond on Thanksgiving. We'll see what happens. I, we, you can't change anything now. You can only take what happens moving forward. You're not firing the coach. Because he lost a home game to George Mason. That's insane. That's bat-ass insane. But if you don't like Mark Turgeon, I get it. It's, it's still more ammo. All right, Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We'll come back in, chat with our Ravens beat writer, Bo Smolka. That's next, Glenn Clark Radio. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. 
Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. I love driving my tractor trailer. And just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure. I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Our next Tyus Bowser show will be this coming Tuesday night. We'll be at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane with Tyus and a special guest. It's all brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, as well as Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, and my bookie. We'll see you for the Tyus Bowser show this Tuesday night at Alonzo's. Joining us now, as he does every Friday here on GCR, he is Press Box Ravens beat writer, Mr. Bo Smolka, and he's with us once again. Bo, it's Glenn and Paul. It's good to chat with you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us. Hi, Glenn. Good, No problem. So um, no, there's nothing, right? Like I, We just talked about this at the top of the show. I, I get it. People get concerned when Lamar Jackson isn't on the practice field. I understand. He's Lamar Jackson. He's fairly significant. But there is absolutely no reason for us to think this is anything other than, like, you know, him legitimately just kind of being sick for a couple days and, and everything should be fine as long as he's on the practice field today, right? It's... That's what I think. I mean, uh, John Harbaugh was very clear right when he first mentioned – and it's funny, Harbaugh rarely will uh, – he speaks on Wednesdays before practice and then we go watch practice and, and that's in the past. We said, wait, John, Lamar Jackson's not out here, but Harbaugh already spoken. Before practice this time, he said – Lamar Jackson's dealing with an illness. He won't be out there today, and this and and so he you know gave us a heads up. And I mean, he did miss twice, but he did stress this was not a COVID-related issue. He just he just isn't feeling well. And I mean, it's a time of year people get sick, and 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 especially now, I think when guys start to get even a little bit sick, they want them out of the building. They yep. don't want any yep. problem. I mean, they're more cautious than ever about that. So I I think that's all it is. I will say I'm not at practice. Say I'm I'm 
off. I I haven't get past my COVID. We have to pass weekly COVID tests to be able to be out to practice, and I'm off by a day. So anyway, um, I'm waiting on my COVID results, so I won't be at practice. But that aside, I expect him to be out there, and then he'll have one practice before they go this weekend. But they they won't be happy. I mean, he can't be happy that he's missed two practices this week, especially after the disaster of the game at Miami. But they're not going to. They're not going. They don't want sick people in the building. Right. It's that simple. Right. That's why they sent him home. They sent Bozeman home, and I know Rashad Bateman missed with an illness yesterday as well. And I'm, I'm assuming that's the same thing. Yeah, I, and I get the sense of that too. And, and again, I'm not trying to say it's a good thing, Bob. I know stretching the imagination is a good thing to not have Lamar Jackson at practice, but it's just the the disastrous feeling or the paranoia feeling or the 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 tinfoil hat stuff that you see pop up in these situations. There's just no reason to think that that is the case. So. Uh, we'll see how it, that plays out. It is strange. I mean, this is now the third week this year he's missed at least one practice for an illness. And he had a fourth fourth week where he missed two practices that um, he was kind of dealing with an illness, and he also had a, a uh, he rested his back. That's when he got banged up. And right. So this is the fourth week already this year he's missed some practice time, which is pretty unusual for a quarterback. But that's that's how it's been. Uh, the significance of perhaps Patrick McCarry being able to return this week, Bo? Well, I mean, it would be big. He, I mean, Patrick McCarry, I said a month ago, he was one of the unsung stars of this team for the first two months of the year. Uh, he solidified things, when, especially after Stanley got hurt and Villanueva moved to the left side. Who's going to be the right tackle? Patrick McCarry, I told you, Patrick McCarry was a guy who had played center, had played guard, and I think the Ravens viewed him more in that position. The fact that he's emerged as a capable and solid right tackle is a really pleasant surprise. Um, and so if he can play, that would be a big step forward. I know Tyree Phillips had potentially moved in there as well, but if, if McCarry can play, then Tyree Phillips suddenly possibly becomes a, a possibility to, to go to left guard where they had penciled him in to start the season. Right. Um, and so, you know, it, it could improve the line in two different spaces. So, yeah, if he can I, – I know he's been limited, and it's hard for us to tell in the 20 minutes or so we're allowed to watch practice how much he's moving or how much, how much he's doing. But him returning would be a big, big plus. The It looks like we're on track to see Nick Boyle make his debut on Sunday. I think so in the sense that he's been a full practice participant this week, and, and I know he was listed as limited last week. I remember telling you before I thought when his – when he first started, came off that 21-day list, he still looked a little stiff to me. Um, and so I know a lot of people thought he might come and play right after the bye, and I, I didn't think that would happen. Um, and then when he was limited again last week, I wasn't sure. Again, we only get to see 10 or 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> excuse me, 10 right. or 15 minutes of practice. But when you you know, he's, while the special teams are working out, he's down there, he's getting the stance, he's breaking, he's cutting, he's catching passes. So. In the little bit that we've seen, he's looked, he's he's moved well. So I would I would suspect that might be true. All right, he's Bo Smolka, press box Ravens beat writer. He's with us here on GCR. Bo, you and I haven't had an opportunity to chat since the debacle um, last Thursday night down in Miami. Um, what did you make of sort of the juxtaposition of whether it was the weird nature of a Thursday night game and going on the road and you know, just sort of these things happen in the NFL. We've seen other teams lay eggs recently versus this is a flawed team largely due to injury, and we've seen that a lot this season. They've gotten off to slow offensive starts, and they haven't been per- perfect, and maybe some of that catching up to them at this point. Like, where do you think those two concepts met? 
probably somewhere in the middle. It is a flawed team. It's a flawed team. I mean, it's got a lot of strengths, and it's clearly got holes because this is a team that, you know, if Justin Tucker didn't have a super leg, they would have given the Lions their only win of the year. Um, what struck me about that game, I mean, and, and every time the Ravens lose, it seems the narrative the next day is this is the team that figured out how to beat Lamar Jackson. They finally figured it out. And, sure, some of that might be true. If you, the, the, the Dolphins had a great game plan. They had a great game plan. They just came relentlessly at the Ravens. Two things about that. One, I mean, they did, and it, they executed really well, and they tackled really well. It looked to me like they got Lamar Jackson totally, totally out of his comfort zone right away. He was late making calls. He made some changes to the line of scrimmage. It looked like a couple times he changed to like wide receiver screens, make a little flare out to the side to Marquise Brown. But then the Dolphins tackled great in space. But even from the start, they looked to have Jackson totally out of rhythm. And I thought his mechanics, you know, he, he was throwing more flat footer. He was throwing more sidearm. Nothing looked comfortable with him. And on the sideline, he's looking frustrated. They just totally, totally got him out of his rhythm. I thought the Ravens, though, all right, they're going to blitz like crazy. I kept waiting for the Ravens to hit more of these quick slants to Rashad right. Bateman in the slot. I just They threw one in the first half, and I couldn't figure it out because they finally got to him one in the third quarter for their first third down conversion. Just a quick slant. He gets inside. You know, they're playing man-to-man. So if Bateman can make a quick slant to the inside and they're playing off him, there's space there on the quick slant. And he made the one really nice catch for a first down. That was in the third quarter by then. And I kept saying to myself, you know, why aren't they doing more of that? Why aren't they doing more of that? So I just thought they got outplayed and got and got outcoached at every level. And part of that was the Dolphins really executed well. Um, is it the formula to beat the Ravens? I mean, yeah, if you execute that well, probably, but but I'm not sure they can do that all the time. I think the Ravens do a much better job of countering it than they did in that game. So I chalk it probably somewhat up to the fatigue and the 98 offensive plays the four right. days earlier and all of that. They won't want to make excuses like that, but the Dolphins also really played well. What do you think this looks like? You know, obviously Le'Veon Bell at the moment is gone. We'll see what happens. We think we're all assuming that means that Latavius Murray's got to be back in the mix. Some people wonder if it might be a sign about Tyson Williams. You know, they tried the Devontae Freeman thing for, for moments that looked kind of okay, but just didn't appear to be sustainable. Where do you think we are with the backfield at this point? I would think Latavius Murray will come back. I mean, I know he's practiced. I think he's officially listed as limited, but I would think he will play. Um, yeah, it was so interesting, too. I mean, Devonta Freeman, I think he had <coughs> first opening drive of that Miami game. He had, I think, 20 yards on three carries. He had a 12-yard run. And even the second drive, the one that ended with the Tucker miss Fugles, he had a couple of decent runs. And after that, he got nothing. Le'Veon Bell got nothing. They got nothing. And, um, and that's something else to look at. I mean, everyone keeps waiting for Tyson Williams to get a chance, and all his job has done in the past three weeks has gotten less and less and less. Um, and J- John Harbaugh was asked about him on Monday. He said, what does Tyson Williams have to do to, to be a bigger part of this offense? And, and Harbaugh reeled off. Of his, Harbaugh said, well, you know, I'm not talking about anyone specifically, but <laughs> you got to run. you got to pass block. you got to <laughs> do this. you got to." And it was all the things that you can see where they aren't, we talked before, it's clear they don't trust Tyson Williams that much. Um, if they did, he'd be playing more. So now, if with Bell gone, does Tyson Williams get more involved? Does Nate McCrary come off the practice squad sometime for a look? If it were me, 
I mean, they're not getting anything from this running game. I'm not sure the harm in giving one, giving someone else a look and seeing what they can do, even if it's McCrary. Try to find a spark somewhere. Maybe Murray brings that coming back, but we saw Murray for yeah. a month before yeah. he got hurt, and he's at this point in his career, he's, he's just a guy. Um, and maybe that's what they have this year. With all the injuries at running back, they don't have Dobbins, they don't have Edwards, they just have guys. And um, But I think, to answer your question, I do think Latavius Murray will come back this week. Uh, and 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 I'm I'm sort of with you, Bo. Right? Like, and I and I hear that from people. Like, hey, what what do you have to lose? And there's always that part of me. And I I'm not trying to say that I I don't know anything, right? But there is always the risk. And we dealt with this with with Kenneth Dixon once upon a time when we had have this conversation regularly. If if you're afraid that someone's going to get somebody killed because they don't understand their assignments and and you know they they might not make the right block or something like that. You can't put that guy on the field. Like, you just can't do it, right? So when people scream about Tyson Williams, like, I, I get it. I I see that he, you know, he had the, the highest yards per carry average on the team. I see all those things. But it's hard for me not to think that that's what we're dealing with, is that, like, they are so concerned that he might not know an assignment that legitimately the results could prove to be disastrous if you put him out there more often. I mean, I think that's probably – it has to do more – it has to have more to do than just the yards per carry, right? And Greg Roman even said that. There's a lot more to it goes into it than just a stat, the yards per carry. And, look, Tyson Williams – Tyson Williams had probably the best run the Ravens have had this whole year with that preseason 20-yard touchdown run. I think it was a Carolina. He bounced off like four guys. And John Harbaugh even said that was a great football run. But as, as Greg Roman said, there's way more to it that goes into it. And, and to your point – yeah, if the guy's gonna if, if pass protection is, is suspect, that is that gets you suddenly in a world of trouble. Yeah, no question. Um, and and in fact, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it was Williams that missed a block or was a factor on the fumble late in the in the overtime at at Las Vegas in Week One. But um, and I'm not saying that that was the play that changed things, but I just think overall there's just a general lack of trust. No, I think that's very clear. I think that's abundantly clear when it comes to Tyson Williams. But we'll see, right? Like, we'll we'll see if and, – and he's had a long time to, to see if he can't improve that department. And in fairness, he's actually gotten some snaps this season uh, when he was just in for pass protection, oddly enough. So I, I, I don't know what to make of that whatsoever. All right, but what else uh, jumps out at you as the Ravens get ready for a trip to Chicago this Sunday? Well, I think, I think the Marquise Brown missing the last two practices is potentially significant. I mean, we haven't had a sense to really ask John Harbaugh about that, but he's listed with a thigh injury, and so that's usually code word for a hamstring. And if you've got a tight hamstring or if there's a hamstring problem, you know, I, I don't know when he would have gotten hurt, but it presumably would have been in the game. But if it bears watching whether Marquise Brown is out there today or, not, or able to go because, I mean, he's obviously become a huge part of this offense. So, that was a notable injury when he was absent. He's missed practice over time, but not lately. And the fact that he missed both the first two practices this week, what they're calling a thigh injury, struck me as notable. Um, so that's definitely something that bears worth watching. And then again, it's, just, it's, it's a matter of this team. Are they able to just kind of bury it, bury that Dolphins game and, and go forward? Because, look, after this week, they've got that huge stretch, right? Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, back yep. to back to back. And so they, it's, a, it's very important for them to be able to kind of regain their footing this week and put themselves in a good spot going into that stretch. Uh, no question. No question. Got to get that. Uh, like this game, you know, specifically might not be that significant, but 100%, Bo, they got to be playing better football going into that stretch of games because that is going to define their season. There's no doubt about it. 
All right, uh, if you haven't picked up the new print issue of Press Box yet, I would encourage you to get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. You can read all about Anthony Averett. That's who Bo wrote about in this month's Ravens report. So go pick that up today or read more at PressBoxOnline.com. Of course, PressBoxOnline.com is where you see his daily coverage and at Smolka on Twitter. And, Bo, you want to plug the podcast real quick? Sure. Uh, I've begun a podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V with uh, former Ravens tight end Daniel Wilcox. And he's been really, really insightful. In fact, we were talking this week about the Bears and Justin Fields. And Justin Fields grew up in Atlanta. Daniel Wilcox said he's been looking at watching Justin Fields since high school. He was involved in trying to recruit him when he was when, uh, when um, Wilcox was coaching at Georgia State. He is a huge Justin Fields fan. So, you know, he, he has really good perspective on the Bears rookie quarterback. So we talked about him quite a bit. So, it's on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, and you can just go to your podcast or go to Believe.com and find it there. All right, Bo Smolka, appreciate it. We will try to figure out a time. We're going to be off next Friday, so we'll try to figure out a time to get you in next week. But if we don't, have a very wonderful Thanksgiving. All right, my friends. All right, thank you. You as well. Bo Smolka, Press Box, Ravens beat writer, checking in with us here on GCR as he does every Friday. Appreciate him doing that. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. Final opportunity. I mean, like, we're talking the last 11 days for you to take advantage of their best offer ever. Two free windows for every two you buy. No payments for two full years. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. This is it. Last chance. A week and a half left for you to take advantage of it. And you know once we get to, like, next Wednesday, you're gonna these things are going to slip your mind. You're going to forget about it because we're all thinking about Thanksgiving and traveling and food and all that sort of stuff going out and drinking the night before, whatever it is that you're doing, football, you're just not it, all these things will go away from your mind at that point. Don't let that happen. Take advantage of that great offer now before it's gone forever. Again, 866-90NATION or windownation.com. All right, still to come this morning. Um, you know what? I think the way it's going to work out, because I can't stick around very late today, we're going to do Young Utes next. So we'll do Young Utes next. Um, and then we got a lot coming up. We're going to preview the Bears in the 11 a.m. hour. We're going to uh, preview college football weekend. We're going to celebrate Lamb Bias. We got a lot to do here on a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Receive a free Chick fil A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate the Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 20th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick fil A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate, and you also get a free t shirt. For a location list and more information, visit pressboxonline.com slash toy drive. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is this Tuesday night, November 23rd at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. It's brought to you by Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy'sGarageMD.com, as well as Press Box and Grade Eights memorabilia, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. That first sip, that first bite, mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash Sports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Every Monday at Glory Days Grill, they got $6.99 burgers. Every Thursday, they got $5.99 chili nachos. Plus, they just got the best menu. It can't be beat. Highly recommend the barbecue cauliflower wings. Ooh, they are so good. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. Get your order in. For this weekend, let them do the cooking. You're going to be doing a lot of cooking this week. Don't do more this weekend. Let them take care of it for you. Stop in and see them. Your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Again, glorydaysgrill.com. All right, let's do this. It's time for Young Utes. Young Utes with Lil Jordan. Brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, Lil Jordan, what you got for us? The Netflix show, You. I'm familiar with it. I've watched all three seasons, despite the fact that it's not for me. And I'll keep... This is eternally my... You know, I damn near... Not even a joke. You know, we were talking about the Tiger King the other day, and I said, I do not need it. I almost just accidentally click play on the thing. I have this serious problem with... I'm just used to it, so I just keep watching it. I didn't do it. I'm watching Dope Sick instead. Oh, God, that is... That is tough, man. That is a tough tough watch that is not you're, if you're feeling good on a wednesday night and want that to end really quickly start watching dope sick on hulu oh that'll go away in a heartbeat it sucks the life out of you i did also catch up on this season of curb so i watched all four episodes so far uh this week too i need to get in i need to get back into succession that's got to be next on the list um but i'm gonna have to see dope sick through and it's not gonna be pleasant oh it's so unpleasant man anyway i have i have watched all three seasons of you all right so they were talking about it on Fox News 
earlier this week. Okay, so it was a yeah. staged bit. It was a uh, really bad staged bit yeah. on Fox News. So yeah. I, if you're not familiar with it, who was that's, it? Laura, Laura, Laura Ingraham, is that who it was? Yeah. She had some guest on, and they were doing some bad bit about... Apparently, they do this regularly on the Laura... I, believe it or not, I don't watch the Laura Ingram hour. It's not a... Really? It's not a... This is not a political... I don't watch... For what it's worth, I don't watch any of the other networks either. I just want to make that very clear. It's not just her show that I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of shows. Um, they just did some bad bit. And you could tell immediately it was staged. But because we're rubes, because that's who we are in this country, immediately... Ah! Look at these idiots. They didn't know what they're doing. Well, they might still be idiots. Like, I can't promise that they're not idiots. But this was a staged bit that you all got duped by. And you all did exactly what they wanted, which was you shared it, you got them views, you allowed them to get attention this week. So it's what I always tell you. You think you're dunking on someone, and you're not. You're not dunking on them. The internet doesn't work that way. You're just giving them more attention. But they did a who's on first bit related to the title of the show, You. It was, you? What do you mean, you? I don't... It It was so hack and so like obviously staged that I cannot believe how many intelligent people fell for this trap. But they did. They lined up to fall for this trap. What they were bitching about was the fact that the show You did an episode about measles. It's a very complicated show, the show You, if you haven't watched. (laughs) We're like... This mass murderer is also kind of a hero. Like, it's a very strange bit where, like, they were mad at someone else because they let their unvaccinated child go to school with the measles and gave it to their kid who almost died of the measles. But again, the complication is these people are mass murderers. It's very complicated, man. Like, it's a really weird bit. And the people on Fox News were bitching about it because vaccinations infiltrating the media. You're trying to, it's like like they're they're calling Big Bird a communist last week. Like, for Christ's sakes. My six-year-old. Buddy. Buddy, were you okay getting the shot? Were you all right? Yeah. He was fine. Had no problem getting his shot. He's six. He's cool. All good, man. Everything's fine. Settle the F down. Was there something else about it? I feel like oh, I, no. I saw, I think I saw somebody said the Penn Badgley. Did Penn Badgley from you is from Baltimore? I did not know that, by the way. I just uh, learned that recently. Penn Badgley. I think he reacted. I don't know how yeah. he reacted, though. I don't, no, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know either. Yeah, Penn Badgley, who plays Joe on you, the lead character, um, Said it was definitely a bit. That's all. Yeah, that's a that's a bummer. That's all he said. He said it's got to be a bit. Dude is committed. He actually made me LOL. But watch how he waits for her to cut him off. Well, he's giving them credit. I'm not giving them credit. I thought it was a hack bit. I thought it was a low rent. It, if you want to watch it, you can go. You don't have to try that hard to find it. They it was from Fox and Friends or whatever that show. The Laura Laura Ingraham uh, hour, the Variety Hour. I don't know. I don't know. But you can go find it. They did a whole bit related to you. Number two. No, I thought there was more. All right, next. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> right? That's it. Yep. Next. Number two is they have brought back, I don't know what company it's, I have to find the company again, but there is a new turkey and gravy soda out. Tastes this like. is this is Jones soda, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's Jones yeah. soda. They brought this was a thing. This before was they brought this back. They definitely. So Jones soda, for those that don't know, was like a thing. It was among hipsters at a time. 
was quite popular. They sold it at record and tape traders here locally, and it was one of the few places where you could get it locally, and you would go out of your way to try whatever insane flavors Jones Soda had introduced because we convinced ourselves it was like part of being cool. It was like part of the culture was you had to drink Jones Soda when you were younger. And I believe that's who this is, correct? Yeah. And and they they so the this guy, they tried it. They wrote a review and they said uh they were thinking whether turkey soda should be served warm like turkey or chilled like a soda. Uh and they did they they drank it chilled. Uh and they didn't look at the ingredients and they said the uh the smell is what got them first. Well, I so. I don't remember. I don't think I ever tried this one. I don't remember ever trying it. It's I try a lot of things. I'm willing to try like I said to all my friends in college, you know, I'm willing to try anything once. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, well, yeah, um, he, he he said it it smells straight like a a Thanksgiving feast at your parents' house, like smells just like it when you open the bottle. Per- perfect turkey and it's like lightly herbal, savory from a from a turkey soda. Okay. I'm 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 good. I'll pass, right? I don't need it in my life. However, if someone had it and said, "Dude, do you want to try it?" I would say, "Yeah," in the same way that like I I really would try just about anything food related. Oh yeah. Like the day that I had to do the bull ball bet, I looked at Kyle I'm like, "Why wouldn't you try a bull ball? Just say that you've done it. Like you don't have to eat a pound. I I ate way too many bull ball bull balls that morning. Um, but I like if it was there and it's in front of you and you don't have to go out of your way to get it, why wouldn't you try it, right? I'll tell you what's delicious. I hope they brought back this year. Trader Joe's does some Thanksgiving uh, potato potato chips. They do. I don't even know what it is. They taste largely like salt and pepper chips, but they're somehow they're delicious. They are phenomenal. The Thanksgiving potato chips that Trader Joe's runs. In fact, I am responsible for, for providing the uh, uh, the funeral potatoes for all of the holidays with my uh, family. Uh, it's like uh, you take uh, basically hash browns and you throw in jalapenos and you throw in spicy peppers and cheese. They're incredible. They couldn't be any better. My 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 cousin Megum did it for years. And you call them funeral potatoes. That's what they're is called it? in like the Midwest. In the Midwest, they're known as funeral. Is it because they could kill you? No, it's because like people would bring them to wakes. Oh, I and I don't know why. Like I don't know why they were particularly popular at wakes, but they were apparently that's that's the the origin story of these particular this particular dish comes from in the Midwest. It was a popular dish at a wake. Um, I try to kick it up a notch, make it a little bit spicier, but I also have crusted them with various things over the years. I've used, like, flaming Hot Cheetos. I've used, just because I'm trying to get more of a kick to them, but I use these. I do a spicy one and a normal one for when I get together with the family, and I use the Thanksgiving chips to crust the funeral potatoes last year. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up on those Thanksgiving chips. The thanks the Jones soda, the Thanksgiving soda, I'm I'm good. I do not need to go out of my way to try it. If you brought in a bottle next week, well we're not here next Friday. If you brought in a bottle the next time, I would you know, pour it a little in a cup for me. I'd try it. Just as, <laughs> for the sake of saying I tried it, but I don't need to. Is Record and Tape Traders still in Towson? No. No? No. It's been gone. Record and Tape Traders has been gone for a few years now. It was there when I lived in Towson. That was back in 2014. Yeah, it's, no, regular tape traders. They is opened up a. Uh, it's a new. It's half smoke shop, half exotic snacks and drink shop. Well, I'm listening to that. And, and one of one of my roommates came back, and he came back with this. I've, it's a lion. Closed can- in 2018. Li- lion candy bar. 
I think it's from uh, from somewhere overseas. I, I want to say Japan. And he said, I mean, they have everything from different flavors of Mountain Dew that are like from other countries to bags of chips and and like cherry blossom chips and like all sorts of different things. Cool story. I mean, I would check it out. I, I love, again, this goes back to trying things. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm yeah. all in. You tell me there's something crazy, I'm like, all right, I'll try it. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be any good. I, the mistake you make is when you go somewhere that, okay, I went to a, uh, there's a joint in Falston, and it's fine. It's just fine, right? And they were doing an ostrich burger as a special that night. They, it's a burger place. They were doing an ostrich burger as a special, and I'm like, eh, that sounds like something I would want to try. You got to know where you are. That was not the place to go to try an ostrich burger. There's somewhere to go that you should try them. But that's a place that's probably hiring. They're, they're chefs. Most recent experience was probably at like a TGI Fridays or at like an Applebee's or something like that. It probably was not somewhere where they were working with a lot of wild game, you know? <laughs> so I, that's on me, really. The mistake was on my end deciding to let that place be a place where I would order an ostrich burger. And I said, no, it's not good. I would still try another ostrich burger somewhere. If I was at the right place, I would try it. I learned my lesson that night. You got to remember where you are when you make your orders. Maybe just go with a nice normal hamburger on that particular evening than giving the ostrich burger the chance. Yeah. Next. So back to TikTok. There is this guy, and this is actually a, a good TikTok story. He's a masked vigilante, and he films his videos. He's called the Great Londini, and what he does is he ousts cy- cyber trolls and like cyber bullies. Like if he sees someone that's getting like harassed for being themselves on something, he tracks you down, like your personal information, sends it to either if you're a kid, sends it to your parents. He figures that out, or he sends it to your employer. And he's gotten people fired for cyberbullying. He's got so he he's outed people. So for, he thinks himself yeah. as like the internet's Robin Hood, but he's yeah. also being a cyberbully. Yeah, yeah exactly. well, I yeah. I struggle with this, so right? I do struggle with this because you could say it's vigilanteism, right? And I'm if these people are really being dicks, then like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one to defend them. You know, I'm not gonna be the one to say that. I do. The only worry I would have is that you don't always have the context of certain situations, and so you see something that you think is cyberbullying, and there is the possibility that it's nothing other than, like, someone busting with their friends. Like, when I was young, my friends and I probably said terrible things about each other. Like, not, I want to make this very clear, not with the N-word. I knew better than to do that. But I mean, like we still probably we you know, we probably still said a lot of really awful things about each other. I don't. Yeah. I, I, there is some risk, I guess, that you think that you're uncovering cyberbullying when really you just don't know the context. But in general, <sighs> well, he so he they they asked him and they were trying to find. Obviously, he didn't give them. Uh, it was BBC that made this article, and he obviously didn't give them his real identify identity. He said his, he's going by Leo, and uh, so he he's which, the... Which makes sense, yeah. because you yeah. can't go by his full name, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. That uh, would be very yeah. difficult. Yeah. People would know yeah. immediately who he was. So, yeah. yeah, you go by Leo, nobody will ever figure it yeah. out. That's smart. And, and he's, getting, he's getting death threats. 
and apparently it's not just him. He is like a he claims he is a team working for him that has mixed military, cybersecurity, and ethical hacking experience. So I mean, he's probably doing more good than bad, right? Like he's yeah. probably far more good than bad that he's doing, but you know, I'm a little. Uh, I would. I would need to know, like, if there's a somebody. I would need to hear somebody present the other side. Like, if somebody has an example of you think you were doing something helpful, but as it turns out, you didn't know the context or you missed the story or something along those lines. Do you? Do, is that collateral damage that makes it worthwhile? I don't know, man. Well, yeah. So some some supporters of him have actually gone so far as to become bullies themselves because they're like, oh, this guy told me to go to that this person is harassing so-and-so online. So then that guy goes and harasses the harasser. Okay, yeah, that that's a... Wh- what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what in yeah. the world are we doing, yeah. man? And, and, and it's just a, a constant loop of harassment. Yeah, and then I became the guy that harassed the guy that was yeah. harassing the yeah. other guy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how you know I'm the hero in all of this. Look, I, the libertarian to me is like, live your life. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about other people's lives. Live your life. But I do... It's always a weird bit, right? Um... God, this is a deep. This is a deep thought to have in this segment. I don't. I don't know. I. I. One thing that I hate. I truly hate when someone on Twitter tries to stick up for someone else, particularly when it's a male sticking up for another female. If you have ever tr- tr- tweeted the words "She's not gonna sleep with you, bro," do me a favor. Delete not just your account. Delete your existence. <laughs> You offer nothing to society. Go move in into the woods, live by yourself, survive off the land, be a hunter-gatherer, because you offer nothing to the rest of society. It is not a thought that has ever helped anyone. It is beneficial to no one. It is the antithesis of being productive. Are there people that make things too much about themselves? Of course they do. But in the name of somebody's getting bullied online and they step in and they say, guys, what are you doing? You're being, you're being an a-hole, right? If your response to that is, she's not going to sleep with you, bro, delete your account. Delete everything about yourself. Because you are not a member of a functional society. It helps nothing. No, we don't need to take a break here. We don't need to do that. Um, we're already ahead of schedule, so... Um, but other than that, I don't know. It's very complicated. It's very complicated, man. Yeah. Like there's so many layers to that. And I I think as a whole it's it's probably good, but you know, eh, it it could definitely turn out to be hinky. It could turn out to be hinky. All right, good stuff. Thank you, uh Lil Jordan. That was a uh, young Utes for this morning. Also brought to you today by Project Game Day, which returns this Sunday. I will be with you at halftime, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Andrew Forrester joins me post-game there and pressboxonline.com slash radio. We will uh, be reacting to the Baltimore-Chicago matchup. It's all brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, and Underdog Fantasy Football. Project Game Day returns this Sunday. We do it every game day this season. We will see you for the next Project Game Day. Uh, Wind down hour number one, some news. From uh, Towson University, their athletic director, Tim Leonard, is stepping down on December 3rd. My buddy Dan Crowley, of course, uh, one of the great players in Towson football history, former Towson quarterback, is going to serve as interim AD. He's been over there as a part of the athletic department for a long time. 
while they search for Tim Leonard's replacement. So, um, you know, it's uh, Tim Leonard's done some good things. Towson, I don't really have a take to offer about that, if I'm being completely honest with you. There's not much of a take to say there, but that is news that uh, Tim Leonard is stepping down as athletic director at Towson University. All right, um, this weekend, uh, something that we've been waiting for for a little while, uh, Len Bias is going to enter the College Basketball Hall of Fame uh, posthumously. And uh, I saw yesterday there was a neat thing that uh, the University of Maryland is going to do for an upcoming game where they're going to give like the first 4,000 students in attendance a replica Len Bias jersey, which is great. And it's, it's always very cool to me to see like younger folks. I'm trying to think, there was a rapper that was in town this summer that wore a Len Bias jersey, played at Sil- uh, Fillmore Silver Spring and wore a Len Bias jersey for the show, and I wish I could remember who it was off the top of my head, but I was like, that's, it's very cool to me to see the legacy of Len Bias continue to live on with younger people that certainly had no opportunity. I mean, I was extremely young um, when Len was playing at the University of Maryland. Um, had the opportunity to, uh, to chat with this woman a few times over the years, and I always appreciate the conversations and appreciate what an example she is uh, for people that have dealt with unfathomable tragedy and grief in their lives. Um, she is Dr. Lenise Bias, and of course, she is Len Bias's mom, and she is back with us here on Glenn Clark Radio this morning. Dr. Bias, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It is always great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking some time for us this morning. Oh, the honor and privilege is mine. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to be on your program well, today, and thank you for reaching out to me. We are so happy to chat with you. You are such a remarkable person. Dr. Bias, this, you know, I know there have been a lot of honors for Len over the years, but I, I would imagine as far as basketball is concerned, this is probably the highest honor that he could receive going into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. What does this one in particular mean to you? Well, first of all, I just, I'd like to just thank God for the strength and the faith to be able to see this day. Mm. Because um, when you think about life, you know, you cannot be weary in doing well. If you be weary in doing well, then you won't see the fruit. But we, the Bias family, has made it to the due season where it's time to see the stars for the scars, and we are, we are over the top. I, I can't even tell you how excited we are and honored that, um, that people still have an interest in this beautiful young man. Mm, mm. It's so it, – it, what you said, it, it, it jumps out. I was just talking about – um, you know, and I wish I could remember who the rapper was that was in town over the summer, but wearing Len's jersey for a performance at the Fillmore, and like I, it it really tick. You know, I think during the pandemic we saw a lot of of conversation when the Michael Jordan special was airing. Does it ever, you know, for you, are you ever overwhelmed by how much people still care so deeply about Len all of these years later? I'm telling you. I- I, it, it, I am beyond amazed that 35 years later, people are still having conversations about Len. And not only that, people have walked up to me uh, while I'm out in public with tears in their eyes mm. talking about how they remember this young man. And I, I am in awe, really, um, that 
we're even having this conversation today, even though yesterday was his birthday. Do mm. you believe that? Mm. Mm. Yesterday was his birthday, and here we are today celebrating his legacy and the man that he was. Dr. Bias, could you tell me, you know, dealing with unfathomable grief, right? And, and the entire world grieved with you, clearly, but not the way that you did. Dealing with that, at what point in your life were you able to say, I'm, I'm, I, the grief needs to become celebration, right? Like that I need to help carry the legacy of Len Bias and need people to know his story. And how were you able to do that? Because you're, you're such an unbelievable speaker and you do so many wonderful things. How were you able to take the grief and change it into a way that you could you could make it something positive for the greater overall society. Well, I, I'll tell the, I, I will share this with you. I really have no strength of my own. As I, I tell people all of the time, if if God had come to me and told me that you were going to lose, you were going to do great things, and you were going to get accolades such as I'm receiving today and people will know you worldwide, uh, but guess what? You have to lose not one son but two sons, and one in his prime when the entire world is looking. I would have said, get yourself another girl, right? not me. But God has downloaded me with the strength and a mission to go forth believing that the best is yet to come, I believe that both of my sons, Len and Jay, were two seeds that went down into the ground to bring forth life. And today, with me speaking, going on 36 years later, still bringing encouragement from my pain, my ashes are beauty to someone else to help them walk. I received an um, email yesterday from someone I had been on their podcast, and they were talking to me about grief. Uh, they were interviewing me about grief, and they said that periodically on their podcast, they will play the episode that um, when I was speaking about grief on their podcast. And I received an email saying that a listener nephew had committed suicide, and they just didn't know, they couldn't be competent, and they played the episode of me talking about my life and grief, and, and, and it doesn't bring your loved one back. Right. It doesn't bring your loved one back, but, but it brings comfort in knowing that you're just not the only one going through and that this is a part of life. Life is a bowl with lemon and honey in it. Sometimes it's sweet and sometimes it's bitter. And what I have learned to do, and the only reason why I have made it this far, is because I have honored and embraced what remained. And so many times, you know, when we have lost, when we go through devastation, uh, devastating circumstances, we forget about what remains and we just look at what's lost. So honoring what, what remains, and it takes the time it takes. Everyone grieves differently, mm -hmm. but all of us 
have to go through a process that best suits us to help us get through. But with faith, you will get through. And one of the things that helped me, I think back um, before, uh, after Lynn's death, I was speaking at a conference, and a woman came up to me and told me that she had lost all six of her children, like in a fire or something like that. I, my, my my jaw mm. dropped. Mm. And I said, no matter what we're going through, someone is going through something worse than ourselves and making it every day. And this is just life. I've learned that we try to struggle through through the Internet, through life, trying to find places and spaces where we won't feel any pain, where we can find a place where, where, where everything is going to be all right. But I've learned that life is balanced. You're, you're going to have, um, you're going to have six in one hand and a half dozen in the other. There is no place that exists in life where you will not have any problems, where you will live and, and won't be worried about anything. It's called life, but the non-marketable tools that we have within us, uh, that self-discovery of who we are, that's what helped me, and that's what I try to help people with, digging deep down within the non-marketable uh, gifts and wealth that you have within you to move forward. She is Dr. Loney's bias, and she is unbelievable. It is so great to chat with her as we prepare for Len Bias to be inducted uh, into the College Basketball Hall of Fame this weekend. Dr. Bias, um, you know, I think a lot of people know Len's uh, basketball career and know how great he was or have heard stories of how great he was and, you know, maybe greater than Michael Jordan. And I think a lot of people are familiar with the story of Len passing away, but I don't know that everyone today, 35 years later, knows about Len the man and, and, and who he was as a person. When you speak about him, when people talk about him, what do you want them to know about who Len was as a person? Um, you have no control over the date you're born or the date you die. What you have control over is the dash that's in between. And the dash is what we're talking about today, the dash in between Len's birth and death. He was so appreciated, and so many people that have knew him on campus and people that knew him personally, he was a beautiful human being. Not perfect. I'm not saying he was perfect. But he was a beautiful human being. He, he loved his family. He loved life. And he was very considerate, very considerate. I was looking through some pictures recently and saw him, saw a picture of him at, I think it was, the, it's called the Special Olympics. And he was there with one of the uh, Kennedy relatives back in the day wow. had uh, an organization and he was there working with um, them at the Special Olympics uh, uh, shooting the ball and talking to the children and all so he was he was a humanitarian and 
he is a, a good seed that went down into the ground to bring forth life. That's why we're still celebrating 35 years later his legacy. And I'm just so grateful that my husband and I, my remaining son and daughter, and 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 my uh, five grandchildren, we're all headed out to Kansas City That's tomorrow. Wonderful. That's so wonderful. It's so wonderful that y'all are going to be there. C- can you take me back? And and what was it like while he was playing? I mean, he was such a phenomenon as a basketball player at the University of Maryland. I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon what we were able to experience, what was it like for you to be a part of that and the way that Len was capturing the imagination of the entire country? (laughs) I I was dumb as mud, believe me. (laughs) The only thing that I knew is that I was going to the basketball game when my son attended Northwestern and he attended the University of Maryland. We were uh, lo- lived here locally, so yep. we would attend the games. So it was, yay, 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 <laughs> we're going to the game. Oh, there's the game tonight. And then if, you know, we were traveling, we maybe we would travel. But I was just caught up into the ACC. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's who he played for, the ACC. So that's what I was caught up in. To tell you the truth, I did not know who this man was until he died. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you, I did not know the impact that this man had on the sports world until he died because I always saw him as my son. I saw um, when when he was able to um, leave, uh, uh, there was an interest in him being recruited for college. I was dumb as mud about that. My husband had to (laughs) explain that to me. And so I didn't know, but I enjoyed the game. I I enjoy sports now. We love March Madness. We love the uh, NBA football. We are a sports-oriented family. But I did not know who my son was 35 wow. years ago. Wow. You were just a mom. You were just a mom. I was just a mom. Yeah. That's it. That's unbelievable. I had never heard you say that before, Dr. Bias. That kind of blows me away. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that I didn't have an interest or anything right, like that. Right, right. I didn't know the magnitude. Sure. It was tunnel vision, right? Like it was and, just a, and, then, and then, as you said earlier, the debate still goes on. Yep. Michael Jordan or Len Bias. Yep. Who's the best? It's still going on 35 years later. No, oh, that is that is unbelievable. I I am you have blown me away with that this morning cuz I, <laughs> I I completely understand it. I completely understand being caught up in the moment of just this is my son and this is my family and we go to the games and we watch the games and we support him and and not paying attention and obviously the world was different of course uh, in the 1980s oh, there there wasn't as much media at the time and you know the internet and twitter and all those things didn't exist well so. we still were doing family we had right. uh three other children yep. jay was playing games yep. uh, he was playing basketball so we were all over the place i had an interest and love the sport, but I didn't know that the world knew about Len Bias. 
I did not know that. That is that is so wild to me. But I, I it's incredible. It's an incredible story. Um, Dr. Bias, for those that don't know, I, I mean, I, you still make appearances. Or do you still go out and, and, and travel and speak? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I am a motivational uh, speaker, and um, I, I am a motivational speaker, uh, consultant, and I believe that the best is yet to come, even in the crisis that we're in now. Uh, globally and nationally and locally, I encourage people that the best is still yet to come. And we talk about um, trying to use um, uh, uh, use new uh, solutions to old problems and just helping people push through and press through. And I believe in our young people that they're reachable, teachable, lovable, and savable we have to change our approach in adapting to their needs and the best is yet to come for our young people what worked in 2000 won't work in 2022 yep. for our young people we they are reachable teachable lovable and savable as i said before we have to change our approach in adapting to their needs so i speak to young people parents organizations i do motivational uh, speaking at conferences, and we bring strategies and hope and empowerment to our audiences through B Speaks and through the Bias Foundation Incorporated. Dr. Lonis Bias, you are such a remarkable person, and every time I speak to you, I end up coming away with goosebumps. Um, <laughs> we, we, every opportunity we have to celebrate your son we love to do it um and 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 i'm i'm so glad that you and your family get this experience this weekend in kansas city to celebrate him going into the college basketball hall of fame yes yes we are thrilled thank you so much and happy thanksgiving to you and all of your listeners stay safe and strong and the very same to you and your family dr bias thank you for taking the time thank you dr loney's bias whew Oh, that is, uh, you kind of need a second after you have a conversation like that, right? Like, you kind of need a second to regroup because that is some kind of powerful. Absolutely incredible. What, a what, a, what an incredible What one. a remarkable human being she is. I mean, the unfathomable grief of, of, of going through that and the way she tries to, to change the world. Um, that is some kind of powerful, man. That is some kind of powerful. And uh, wonderful, wonderful that uh, Len Bias will uh, get his place in the College Basketball Hall of Fame this weekend that the Bias family can go down and celebrate. All right, we come back in. We will um, we'll switch gears. We need, a, we need a palate cleanser. You know, it's, you can't make this transition. You just got to need a second, come back, regroup, because in comparison, uh, talking about college football just does not matter in the same way. But we'll do that next with our buddy, Senator Justin Reedy. It's uh, Glenn Clark Radio. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. 
Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality pro via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate the Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 20th at any of the 13 Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate, and you also get a free T-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles, and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen to next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is this Tuesday night, November 23rd at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. It's brought to you by Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, as well as Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. Yeah, it's Ken Zalis, and if you missed him yesterday for the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show, you can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the Videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video and watch it there. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is every Thursday at 1130 a.m., but... For this week only, because of the holiday, we're doing a special Wednesday edition of the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. It will be at 4.30 in the afternoon, so it will be separated from Glenn Clark Radio entirely. Uh, KZ and I will be back in the studio at 4.30 Wednesday afternoon. I'm running out. I'm getting my uh, booster and my flu shot. I'm calling it my flooster. I'm doing that. So uh, as long as uh, that doesn't knock me out, I will be back at 4.30 Wednesday afternoon, and we will be at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for a special edition of the PressBox Fantasy Football Show brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and the Maryland Department of Transportation for this week only, this coming week, this Thanksgiving week for the PressBox Fantasy Football Show. We good? Not yet. Not yet. All right. We will uh, be uh, chatting with uh, Senator Justin Reedy in just a minute as we'll preview college football weekend. It's possible. I always, I always forget to check my phone. I've been getting like a bunch of texts during the course of the morning, and I always forget to check my phone during the uh, course to see if maybe like one of these people is uh, is somebody that needs to. Uh, eh, I got nothing. 
I I'm, got I'm, I'm I'm texting him right now. All right, very to, uh, good, very good. We'll get that straight away. It's not it's that's not what this is. Um, quickly, a lot of you have messaged me about it, and I have not responded to, to much of any of it. And the truth is, I'm not going to say a lot. Um, uh, as you know, our friend AJ Francis, uh, part of Jobbing Out, um, WWE slashed uh, their budget last night, and he was among those that that uh, got cut. Uh, because of uh, the slashing of their budget. And it sucks, and there's nothing else I can say. I'm bummed out about it. You do have to understand sometimes this is a personal friend, and so I'm not going to offer a take. I'm going to take my cues from him because this is legitimately someone who is like family to me. Um, This isn't like when I cover an athlete, and this is someone who is part of my inner circle. And so whatever AJ has to say about it, that's what he's going to say about it. And I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to take shots at anyone. I'm not going to do anything like that. Because this is a friendship. This isn't, you know, just someone I know or an athlete that I've come across a couple times. This is one of my best friends. So, I I apologize if you're looking for me to have piss and vinegar and say WWE sucks and they're the worst ever or something like that. I, I'm just gonna say whatever it is that AJ wants to say. Like that's this is a, a friend of mine, someone I'm very close with. So I'm just not gonna. I at some point maybe I don't know he'll end up back in WWE. So I I don't think that that's a bridge that that you burn. In fact, I think AJ um did his uh, freestyle thing that he does on Fridays this morning and and said thank you uh, during the course of that. So this is not a bridge that I'm going to choose to burn. I'm not going to cause any problems for him. And if you're disappointed by that, you're disappointed by that. But it's a personal friendship for me. It's not the same as, like, being mad that the Ravens traded away Anquan Bolden. Like, I was mad about that because, you know, I want the Ravens to win. This is something far different than that. So I, I'm just not going to react the same way. And if that bums you out, that bums you out. I'm sorry. Um, I think you'll understand. I think if uh, you were talking about somebody that you were – was that close of a friendship with you would probably understand the reason why I'm just not going to say a whole heck of a lot about it other than I'm bummed uh and that I need you because if there's if there's any good news it means that AJ is going to be able to be a part of the entire weekend of his own canned food drive this weekend down in College Park so uh he'll be there with me tonight uh and he'll be there tomorrow for the football game and Sunday for the women's basketball game and if you're going to any of those games we ask that um, uh, you bring out your uh, canned goods and your non-perishables for the uh, Francis Sports Academy food drive this weekend down in College Park. I'll uh, see you tonight. I will I will only be there tonight for the men's basketball game against Hofstra, but AJ will be out there all weekend um, still doing good for the community. Even, as he said, no sad faces. That's the way that it works. Um, just going to go out and do more good for the community. Good for the community. When we bring that up, a reminder tomorrow, get to your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. Go to chi- uh, pressboxonline.com right now slash toy. Sorry, pressboxonline.com slash toy drive right now in order to find out the 14 places where you can go tomorrow starting at 9.30 a.m. to donate new unwrapped toys for Toys for Tots. Pressboxonline.com slash toy drive. New unwrap toys for toys for tots get them to your area chick-fil-a restaurant you will get a free chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you if you're one of the first 50 people at each location you'll get a free t-shirt that's tomorrow starting at 9 30 a.m 
14 area Chick-fil-A restaurants, and sometimes it's not actually at the restaurant itself. It's nearby the restaurant. That's why you go to pressboxonline.com slash toy drive and get the exact location for where you can take those new unwrapped toys tomorrow. For uh, And you can also go to pressboxonline.com slash toy drive and find out um, how you could donate via their Amazon wish list, and you will still get that free chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you. All right, joining us now as he does every Friday to preview the college football weekend, he is our friend, Senator Justin Reedy. He's with us for Senator's Suggestions. Senator, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Everything is all right. So, yeah, I, you and I were t- uh, texting this morning. We do get good news from Swark yesterday as that that hurdle has been cleared for brick-and-mortar sports betting. Unfortunately, there's still a couple more hurdles that need to be cleared. You're not going to be able to go make brick-and-mortar sports bets this weekend just yet. Right. To get, like government, it takes a while uh, to, to apparently to just do what uh, should I, be done. Yeah. It's they little... seem to be holding it up originally because there's some uncertainty about how to allow smaller players and smaller business type folks into the marketplace. I'm all for competition and allow making sure we, we allow small businesses uh, an opportunity to, to be involved. Minority owned business. Uh, that's another concern that the commission have. But it's like you got to get this thing off the ground, right. you know. So let's get it off the ground and, and figure it out from there. So, um, I, unfortunately, it seems like it is at least in moving forward to some extent. Yep, and uh, you know, it's not like you had didn't have years that you knew this was coming to to try to start. No, it's, yeah. that's yeah. my yeah. It's a point all, right. all along is whether you like it or not. Now we have it, so we should right. do it. And we, right. Let's get it. Let's get it going. We're, so, we're yeah. falling behind. We're falling behind. And you and I have talked about this in other capacities. It's it's infuriating to me, but uh, let's go. Let's go as far as the state is concerned. But um, yeah. But at least, at least again, uh, it's a positive step in the process, what happened yesterday with the SWART committee. All right, let's talk about the college football weekend and what's coming up. Of course, uh, uh, Senator Reedy is a massive college football fan and writes about it for the duck pin. Senator always out- offers three big games we should be paying attention to during the course of the weekend. So let's begin. What's number three on your list this weekend, sir? Number three. It's a good. It's another good weekend. Yep. Uh, it, it's a little top-heavy in the sense that there's not. there's a few – top 25 matchups, but all up and down the slate, there's some really good games. And my, I, as you know, I do a list of 10 and some honorable mentions, but my number three, my number three game for the weekend, we've got number three, Oregon in the college football playoff rankings versus number 23, Utah yeah. at number 23, Utah, seven thirty Eastern time on ABC. And this is the first of two games in three weeks that they will play because Utah is going to be the representative for the PAC 12 the beleaguered Pac-12 South in the Pac-12 championship game. But Utah playing very well of late. They've won three straight, seem to have come around on offense. Uh, they're always pretty tough on defense. Oregon, meanwhile, has 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 won some significant games, but they always, most of the time, seem to play with their food a little bit. Uh, mm. They were tied at mm. halftime against Washington State. There's not a bad team, and they did pull away in the second half last week. I, I think it's going to be a physical football game. Oregon has to win to stay in the college right. football playoff hunt. And Utah, um, you know, could be the spoiler uh, twice. Um, ironically, if Utah were to win this game, uh, but then lose the Pac-12 championship game, Oregon would go to the Rose Bowl. Whereas if Utah gets to the Pac-12 championship game and loses to Oregon and Oregon goes to the playoff, Utah would still get to go to the Rose Bowl. So it's sort of a strange. Uh, that is that is kind of an happen. odd, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is kind yeah. of an odd scenario. I think they'll take the win, though. And I think it's going to be a close game. I could see Oregon losing this game. The Oregon's big problem that they have now they have better talent and they've got a, a dynam- some dynamite defensive playmakers. 
but they lost their best running back earlier in the year. And their quarterback, Anthony Brown, while certainly a serviceable and mobile quarterback, is not a playmaker in the passing game. And so when they get in trouble and they can't run their zone read stuff, it's been tougher for them. So we'll see. I think it'll be a really good football game. All right. What's number two on the list? Number two is number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama, the 3.30 p.m. game on CBS. Um, and and as, as we've talked about in prior weeks, Alabama has not looked uh, like a dominant Alabama team all year. So I think as because you're a huge Alabama fan. When, when yeah. you see all these rumors about Bill O'Brien being in play for other jobs around the country, are you the type that's rooting for him to get one of these jobs? I think I'd be willing to help him pack. Although, <laughs> although in fairness, I also think some fans that just watch football, and you know from the Ravens fans, I watched NFL Twitter. There are fans who are like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And then you're you're like, well, you're watching one quarter of a game and you don't always know the player. If a player misses a block or the quarterback bails out of the pocket too fast, there might be a read breaking wide open, but the quarterback bails too fast. So some there's O'Brien, though, I think has struggled a little bit this year, but also it's a young, it's a young team on offense. Um, their offensive line has had difficulty. The biggest thing that's been most shocking for Alabama, their defense has actually been pretty good this year overall. What's been the most shocking thing is that they can't run the football consistently and effectively. And that's not what you're used to seeing from an Alabama team. So we'll see against Arkansas. Arkansas is not great against the run. They're, they're good overall defense. So this is a game for Alabama to maybe try to get right a little bit on the running game. I do think Alabama will probably win the game. It's a 20 point or 21 point. Yeah. That's high. I think that's high. I, I, I'm with you. I think it's crazy, but yet, like when we had to pick it yesterday, I was like, "Man, I'm not. I can't throw my faith in Arkansas either." <laughs> like, no, they were they, they barely beat LSU last week. Yeah. Although Alabama barely beat LSU. Two That's weeks true. Ago, That's weeks true. Ago. Yep. So it's it. Um, you know, Arkansas does throw a sort of unorthodox defense at teams. Uh, they rush three and drop eight a lot and make the quarterback find the open guy underneath, which um, you know, has worked for them a lot. Um, but we'll see. I, I think Alabama's defense hopefully is up to the task of not giving up a lot of points to Arkansas's offense. And so I, that's what I think the game might end up with sort of a 38 to 20 type score or a 34 to 20 type type score where the outcome's not really in doubt, but I don't think, tw- I think 21 points is high. So well, well, speaking of big point spreads, I assume that means I know where you're going with your number one. It's in the big 10. Yes, yes, and it's the only top 10 matchup of the weekend, but it is a, a huge game. Number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. That's noon on ABC, and I confess I haven't seen the latest point spread on that. It's like 18 and a half or something like that. It's, it's another yeah, I, nuts. It, they're, 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 they're possibly overreacting to the blowout of Purdue. I was impressed by how well Ohio State came and put the throttle down on a, you know, a, a good Purdue team, a solid Purdue team that's beaten some good teams. Uh, I do think Michigan State will be a little tougher test. What I will say is Ohio State has been good in the passing game pretty much on all year. Even when they were struggling overall, they've been pretty good in the passing game. And the one real weakness to Michigan State's team has, at least on defense, their weakness has been the passing, the pass defense. They're good tacklers. They stop the run. They even stop the intermediate game pretty well. But the the, the deep ball and, and passing game has hurt them. And Ohio State seems uniquely capable of exploiting that. However, I think if Michigan State can get pressure and, and keep from giving up too many big plays, they can hold it close. They need Kenneth Walker uh, to have a huge game on the ground, Michigan yep. State does, to stay in this game. I really feel like Ohio State is, is about a head taller than Michigan State, and I think they are going to win. 18, actually, I could see it being a game where it ends up right around that spread. I don't think it will be a blowout the whole time. 
I could see a game where, you know, Michigan State is is in it through halftime and then Ohio State sort of pulls away. I will say this, if Ohio State pulls out to a big lead early, I think the game is it's going to be tough for Michigan State because they really Right, that's they, yeah, that's not what they, they do. do. Yeah. Their their offense is not Mark D'Antonio Michigan State offense bad, but they're not a quick strike big play offense that can get back in the game if they're down by two or three touchdowns. They need to keep it they need to keep it close. So We'll see. I, I think it's exciting. I'd love for Michigan State to pull off the upset. Um, Mel Tucker has just done wonders. What there. a story uh, that is, too, by the way, them locking yeah. him up that way, man. Like, what a Michigan State making a big statement about who they think they are moving forward, which great great news for the University of Maryland. There's another program in their division that wants to be a, a bad boy for the next a couple of decades. Wonderful yeah, news. I, I know, and I, I was I was wondering if he would sign it, and I think he took the, he took the money and signed it. There yeah. was talk that he might be – a target for LSU or another, or maybe another uh, Southeastern conference school, but Michigan state is a good place to coach because I don't think they expect you to win the big 10 East every year. If you win eight, nine games and have an occasional season where you're really good, yep. that's going to be like, you're going to, they're going to build a statue of you. So yeah. it's not a terrible place. And Tucker might move along eventually, but I think it's uh it's, it's good for college football to have a lot of depth. Sadly, Maryland is, um, you know, They've got two games to try to get bowl eligible, and uh, I hope that they do, and then next year will be a year to really see if they can take that big step. Yeah, I hope you're right, but it might all come down to that Rutgers game, and Rutgers now has a chance to get bowl eligible eligible because of their win. I'm I'm, I'm starting to get nervous about things, Senator. Yeah, me too. too. We'll see. We'll see. All right. uh, At ReedyCFB on Twitter is where you follow him, and, of course, the duck pin to see all of his musings about uh, college football, some Ravens stuff as as well senator uh i i think we'll probably end up having to take the week off next week as i think i'm going to take uh, a friday off next week and uh that, enjoy that, some... that would be fine with me i think i'll be uh maybe indisposed as well so, so we uh, will we will chat for a championship weekend here in yep, a couple title weekends. weekend that's going to be a great weekend love it appreciate it thank you sir have a great Thank thanksgiving you. Have a great day see you all right that's senator justin reedy he joins us every friday for senator's suggestions here on gcr if you missed it this week, Stan the Fan Charles caught up with uh, Bill Stecka, Orioles alumni director and also and his team historian. And he also caught up with, uh, he and Gary Stein caught up with the professor Marty Conway and longtime sports executive Andy Dolich for a great sports business conversation. Find those chats right now at facebook.com slash pressboxsports by clicking on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video. Why are you so shy today, kid? You're not playing your game right now. Come say hi. Everybody wants to see you. They don't care about me. They want to see you. Oh, he's burying himself back in his game. My six-year-old is sitting right outside the studio and will not come say hello. He's decided he's shy today. That's the way it goes. All right, when we come back in, we're going to preview the Bears. Corey Wooten, uh, former Bear, and now with the Fox 32 in Chicago and uh, the Believe Network, he'll join us next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT 
certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR as we are winding down for a Friday edition of the program. If you're not playing underdog fantasy football, it's time to start. Deposit up to $100, and we will match it. Anywhere from $10 to $100 will match it if you use the code PRESSBOX when you make your first deposit and sign up at underdogfantasy.com or downloading the Underdog Fantasy Football app. Plenty of fun games, parlays, player props. It, I know it's still frustrating. We're still waiting on betting. But in the meantime, feel like you're betting when you play Underdog Fantasy Football. Ravens-Bears, Sunday in Chicago. Joining us now to preview the Bears, Fox 32 out in Chicago and the Believe Podcast Network. He is former Chicago Bear himself. It's a pleasure to welcome Corey Wooten to GCR. Corey, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Where everything is all right. Lamar Jackson's back at practice, so crisis averted in Baltimore. As is, I'm right. sure, <laughs> as I'm sure you understand, even though we were told it was just an illness and not COVID related, 
any day that you're worried about Lamar Jackson in this town, not a good day. Not a good day. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I know people in Chicago were kind of hoping maybe he won't play this week. <laughs> right. It looks, looks like he's going to be good to go. Yeah, <laughs> looks like he'll be good to go. So the Bears are a really interesting team, Corey, right? Like, we have seen them look really good in moments and obviously not good at all in a lot of moments, right? What – if if somebody asked you to give like a book report about the 2021 Chicago Bears, how would you best describe them as a whole? Oh man, I mean, can, do we do we do we have uh, enough time for that? <laughs> yeah, right. We got we got to condense it a little bit. I guess. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, what I would say is, uh, you know, first off, it started with Andy Dalton, then Justin Fields came in and kind of struggled early on, and then as time went on, when Bill Lazor overtook the offensive coordinator that's when the offense started coming coming into fruition with Justin Fields and seeing seeing how productive he can be you know as a dual threat quarterback and that's 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 the the gist of it basically you know at first Justin Fields really struggled you know um, trying to prove that he was a pocket passer and I think when him and Bill Lazor worked together and you know he kind of simplified things said hey First, second read, if it's not there, tuck it and go. And that's what you've seen from, you know, the past two games from Justin Fields. When that first and second read is not there, he tucks it and goes. He had over 100 yards rushing um, the, the one game. And then against Pittsburgh, he had, in, in my opinion, one of his best games. Um, sure. You know, I think, I think like, he hasn't even scratched the surface of, of what he's capable of. And, and defensively, you know, we're just not seeing a very characteristic bear defense, you know, that can't stop the run, uh, not getting the same turnovers. Sack production has been there, but on third downs, haven't been able to get off the field. So I think it's, you know, what we've always seen is very good defense in Chicago. Offense has kind of been struggling, but we've seen kind of both sides of the ball really struggling. So you mentioned, Corey, that that Steelers game, and you'll be uh, unsurprised to learn that we were all massive Bears fans that night, and we were all quite heartbroken (laughs) here in Baltimore. But, you know, in looking at it, the Bears probably should have won that game, right? We all know all the the silly things that occurred with the officiating and all that sort of stuff. But going into the bye, do you get the sense that that buoyed them competing the way they did against the Steelers, or – the fact that they weren't able to win and did come up short, and now they had to ride that four-game losing streak into the bye, do you get a sense that there's a chance they can be buried by something like that? Yeah, I think it's tough whenever you have a losing streak like that and then you have a bye week. Um, most teams don't really do that well off the bye, especially teams that are struggling. Um, so it, it kind of scares me a little bit, and especially all the injuries uh, on the Bears front. You know, Khalil Mack, it looks like he's probably not going to be back this week. Keem Hicks. You know, it was really the heartbeat of their defense. Seems like he's questionable. Um, Allen Robinson didn't practice two days in a row. So I guess, I guess we'll see how, how the practice report is today. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look so good right now for Chicago with all the injuries. You know, we thought after a bye week everyone would be rested and ready to go. But, uh, you know, at this point, you know, it's not looking like playoffs for the Bears. So that's kind of when, you know, certain business decisions get mm-hmm. made. You know, a guy like Kilo Mack. He's not going to rush to get back to a team that's struggling. So um, I guess we'll see how everything shakes up, uh, you know, with practice today. He is former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten, now with Fox 32 in Chicago, as well as the Believe Podcast Network. And he's with us here on GCR, previewing Ravens-Bears. Corey, you just brought up the name Allen Robinson. Um, I I know nobody actually cares about fantasy football, but I certainly was someone who – 
thought quite highly of Allen Robinson and what 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 has happened? Like why has that not been a thing with Allen Robinson this season in Chicago when he had been so reliable? I I, th- I think it's uh it comes down to Darnell Mooney re- really coming into his own this year. I think when it comes to a young quarterback like Justin Fields, um, Darnell Mooney gets a lot more separation than a guy like Allen Robinson. That's not a knock on him. Allen Robinson has always been that big receiver um, that's athletic, um, is is a pretty decent route runner, but he'll go up and get it. And and a guy like Justin Fields, he he needs, you know, clear and decisive being open. And I think that's what what Darnell Mooney, you know, has provided. And that's that's kind of like his go-to receiver. So that's why you don't see him going to Allen Robinson as much because there's tighter coverage on that side. Darnell Mooney, as a route runner, is, 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 in my opinion, one of the most underrated in the league. And Justin Fields really really eyes him. And then you look at um, Cole Komet really coming into his own this year, mm-hmm. tight end position. And, and that's a position that the, the Ravens defense has really struggled on, on covering this season. You know, you look at some of these games, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, um, the Bengals tight end. Really went off on on, on you guys uh, defensively. Yeah, that we remember. Thanks, buddy. We remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring in those uh, bad memories. Yeah, well, and the funny thing being, they didn't they didn't give up anything to Mike Jasicki, but um, the Dolphins yep. didn't need that. So <laughs> it's what it is. Um, speaking of which, uh, Corey, the the Ravens obviously were were kind of abused by the Dolphins' cover zero efforts uh, last week on on Thursday night. It was you know it was embarrassing, frankly, um, as as they were overwhelmed by it. Do, do you, I guess, twofold? Do you expect after the Dolphins took such advantage of the Ravens with the cover zero? Do you expect more teams to just see that as a blueprint and do you think that Chicago's got to try to do more of that and I guess the secondary part of it is you know are they capable of being that type of team like can they bring that type of cover zero pressure yeah I I really don't think so you know I think I think Chicago is is kind of stuck in their ways right now showing the size really trying to figure figure out what he's doing as, as a play caller you know I think he's been up and down at times um I I would like to see that but I just don't know if they're ready for that. They've had, they've had some issues in coverage in the back end. Um, you know, I think they've done a great job of getting pressure with the front four and the first and second down. But the third and medium and long situations, they, they struggle to get off the field. So I, I would love to see that. I don't think we're going to see that from the Bears. Um, we might see a, a, a couple different variations of it, but I think they're going to stick true to what, what they've been doing. And uh that's, that's the thing in this league. You see coaches like to stick to their guns and, and do what they do, um, even, even if it hasn't been working at times. But I think we're going to see more more teams experiment with that after the Dolphins um, had great success with it. Okay. And that's, you know, I mean, the, the, the Ravens are going to have to prove they're capable of adjusting to that, right? Like, that's the reality. they got to prove. I think we're all wondering why they weren't maybe trying to throw some slants to the middle of the field as that game <laughs> went on. Right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions about that, but uh, it is what it is, and that's a Ravens problem they will have to solve. Hey, um, there's a local kid that I wanted to ask you about um, that's having a really nice season for the Bears. Sam Mustafer, who is the center out of Notre Dame, um, is a kid from Owings Mills here locally in Baltimore, was undrafted. Uh, it seems like he's he's settled in fairly well um, as, as in Chicago. How impressed have you been given, you know, this is an undrafted kid that we're talking about. Yeah, he's, he's done a great job filling in. And, um, you know, I think I think the thing is, like, Chicago's been so banged up in the offensive line. It's, it's been great for someone like him to step in. 
you know, Notre Dame has that pedigree of, of sure. putting out great offensive linemen that, you know, um, stay in the league and they, they play for a while. So it's, it's good to see him in there. And anyways, you can never have enough depth at offensive line. That's one of the hardest positions to get out there. Defensive linemen, you know, you can find them off the street. You know, our, our coach, uh, Rod Marinelli, when I played for the Bears, he always said, man, you can find you can find a million defensive linemen off the street, but offensive linemen, that's the toughest position to find. So yeah. it's great to have someone like him on the team. By the way, nice to hear that about a position you play, right? Like, <laughs> right? Dude, just so you know, <laughs> yeah, I, could, I could replace you in a heartbeat. You're nothing exactly. to me. <laughs> I got guys off the street, you know, working construction jobs that could play the run. I'll tell you that, right? <laughs> no, nothing like that to make you feel valuable. Like, thanks, I Coach. I know. You're like, oh, man, maybe I should go in the contract. <laughs> really appreciate you. Jesus, man, that is brutal. Um, uh, uh, Corey Wooten, if there is a path, look, and, and hell, you know, we were, I think in Baltimore, we have learned better because of what happened last week than be dismissive of the idea that the Bears can figure out a way to beat the Ravens. If there is a roadmap to the Bears winning this game on Sunday, what do you think that roadmap entails? Well, it has to be with offensively getting the run game going, right? David Montgomery's back. Uh, Khalil Herbert has been a great, they've kind of been a great one-two punch in there. If they can get the running game going to take the pressure off, Justin Fields is going to be tough because you guys have played the run really well this season. But I think if they do that, get Cole Komet going, uh, you know, across the middle of the field, I think you guys have kind of struggled in that. And then defensively, really being able to stay assignment and gap discipline. Because with Lamar Jackson, his ability to run the football, we have to stay at home. That's something we've really struggled this year. Okay. So if if we can limit some of those runs, get pressure on them, and offensively run the football, work the tight end. I think uh, that's the roadmap for success. All right, all right. Um, I, may it not happen, right? I'll start with that. May not that not be the case? But uh, we have certainly learned better here. We know we know better than to think that it definitely won't because we just watched a football game nine days ago, and uh, yeah. we saw how that played out. Corey, don't sleep on the Bears, though. You know what I mean. I, dude, I like Justin Fields. By the way, I I like Justin Fields. I think I think he can play, man. Like I yeah. I think that that guy is for real, and I think we're seeing some signs of it, and we're seeing it in moments. And you know, I'm 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 a believer in in his trajectory. I know every you know when you see Mac Jones, you know, succeeding, everybody's like, well, why? I mean, it's a different guy, right? Like they're not asking him to do the same things. Clearly. I think Justin Fields and, is a player. And, and it's the Patriots, too. You, you right, know, they always right. put their guys in the best position to succeed. Exactly. You know? Exactly right. So, exactly right. Yes. Corey, um, it's the Believe in Bears podcast, correct, is where people can correct. find that. And a, a Fox 32 yep. out in Chicago. And then you are on Twitter. Remind me what your handle is. Yep, it's at. Corey Wooten, C-O-R-E-Y-W-2-O-2-T-O-N. Very good. Corey Wooten, man, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. Enjoy the game, and, and, and to you and your entire family, have a really happy Thanksgiving, all right? It's... Thank you. you. You too, and ho- hopefully the Bears will get a dub and upset uh, the Raiders. Right? Yeah, yeah hope, <laughs> hopefully not, but other than yeah, no, no, no. Pre- appreciate yeah. you, Corey. Thank, thank yeah, you, man. No Corey Wooten. Former Chicago Bear, uh, now doing the media thing out in Chicago. appreciate him taking the time for us this morning to uh, preview the Bears. I do like Justin Fields. I like him. Um, you know, it's been hit or miss, right, obviously, this season. But I, I think there's something there. I, I 
I feel better about him than I would have if I was a Bears fan about Mitchell Trubisky. I took him in one of my fantasy drafts. I've since dropped him, that, but that was before right. he got it going. You right. know what I mean? But I, I like him. I think he's got a, a, a bright future ahead of him. I agree. I agree with that. Hopefully not the case on Sunday. Hopefully. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you can start that in week 12. Right. Exactly right. All right, uh, we are winding down. I need to to, to wrap up on uh, at a normal time today because uh, I've got to start. I got to get out to the store. I got to pick up my uh, uh, food items. I'm taking down for AJ's food drive this weekend in College Park. I'm gonna go uh, probably buy like six bricks of ramen noodles. That's always my play for uh, the food drive every year. You can get so many ramen noodles for such a reasonable price. Oh yeah, and you feel like Absolutely. a baller when you show up for the food drive and you're like, I got a whole car full of ramen noodles. People are like, Oh man, and you they, like they don't even know you didn't really even pay all that much money in order to get them. It's just such a reasonable thing to do. And who doesn't? But let me make this very clear. I still love ramen noodles. I had some oh. two nights ago. I, so, I don't use the season. No, yet last night I don't use the seasoning. You don't use the seasoning. It, I, I'm That's try- weird to me. I'm trying to be well because I mix it with other. I use it as like pasta. I use it as like, oh okay. So, All right. So I drain All the right. water. I, I heat it up. I drain the water out of it, and then I mix it up with like a tomato sauce. Or last night I mixed it with a bunch of seafood with a little bit of hollandaise Pe- sauce. People hear that and they're thinking struggle meal, but you you're doing this. For choice, like this is what you want. Yeah, because I'm not a big pasta guy, and I don't have the patience to cook pasta. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when so when I eat pasta, it's literally plum. I just it's the it's, answer, it's, it's, it's not a struggle meal. It's just plum laziness. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. It's just it, uh, me plum trying to laziness. eat healthy as lazily as possible. Jeez, man, <laughs> that is that is something. Yeah, I'm gonna go out and clean. Uh, uh, probably uh, this grocery store right down the street here in Hamden. I'm gonna go clean them out of all the ramen noodles they have in order to get him down for uh, AJ's uh, food drive this weekend in College Park. Um, before we get to Tidbit and Tubular, I have been teasing out the last couple of days. I know I gave most of the details away on the show, but they're going to be more formalized at glennclarkradio.com here in a bit. Uh, the details for our Help Us Help Helping Up cash drive. This is the cash portion of it. We will also need coats and clothes, and jackets, and all of those things will be very important. But we also need cash, because as we learned last year, in the midst of the pandemic, something they always need more of at the Helping Up Mission is socks and underwear. And you can't donate those things. We would not allow, I mean, if you want to go buy new ones, you can, but we don't want yours. We don't want you to go take the underwear out of your underwear drawer. So we are looking to raise $2,000 to go purchase T-shirts, socks, underwear, and a couple of other things that the uh, men and women at the Helping Up Mission need. And what we're doing for you is we're giving you the opportunity to win. You know what, Lil Jordan? You didn't get to see these the other day, so I'll ask you, I'll ask you how you feel if, uh, if these are things that maybe you would want. Hang on one second. Let me pull up these pictures. I'll show you. Uh, like, if you woke up on, uh, you, which, wh- do you guys celebrate, uh, Christmas or? Hanukkah. Y- yeah. You don't, you don't do, yeah. everybody's different. Some people yeah. do both. Some yeah. people, so you're, but if you, on night one of Hanukkah, yeah. if what you saw was this autographed oh, Adafi yeah. Owe 16 by 20. Yeah. You'd be pretty excited yeah. about that. Pretty yeah. jacked about that, right? How about, uh, if you saw this autographed Hollywood Brown oh, 16 yeah, by 20, yeah. you'd like that. What about this? Autographed 16 by 20 canvas of Trey Mancini. Oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd awesome. be, you'd yeah. be, you'd yeah. want one of those things. So not only do we have those, but if you're a professional wrestling fan, uh, thanks to our partnership with Chris and Great Eights Memorabilia, he has thrown in. If you're a wrestling fan, there's a big weekend coming up uh, in February 
where there are two events in the state, Hollywood Celeb Fest and Baltimore Celeb Fest, and they will feature appearances by popular professional wrestlers like uh, Bully Ray, the former Bubba Ray Dudley, Santana and Ortiz from uh, the Inner Circle on AEW, um, the Beautiful People, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, Taya Valkyrie, who just seen on NXT as Frankie Monet. A lot of them are coming to town. And you can meet all of them. All 14 of these professional wrestlers. That will also be a raffle prize in our Help Us Help Helping Up raffle. So if you're a professional wrestling fan, you also want to get in on this. All you got to do is donate 20 bucks and you get a raffle spot. We're going to go up to 100. We've already had a few come off the board. Paul Valley, in fact, got in the other day. We're going to go up to 100 because we want to raise $2,000. That's the magic number that we're looking for. And you can have as many spots as you want. It's $20 per spot. If you want to improve your odds, last year's winner of the uh, Cal Ripken Jr. top set, Gary, he bought 10 spots. So he gave himself a 10% chance at the cost of $200. Worked out for him. He won. You can have as many spots as you want until they're claimed. I'm not going to stop you because this is about raising money for Helping Up Mission. If somebody wants to buy all 90 spots today and you want to donate $1,800 in order to do it, you know what I'm going to say? Thank you very much. I'm going to say, <laughs> happy to do it. You're going to have a great chance, although it's not guaranteed. And, and, and then I still win. Right. It's and amazing how that works out, right? <laughs> Somebody got 90 spots, and your number, 73, was still the one that came up. So um, that's the deal. What I need you to do is get in with a $20 donation on Venmo or PayPal. So you say, okay, well, how do I do that? Well, on Venmo, you can find me. You can find me in St. Louis. Mo- anyway. Uh, at Glenn-Clark, or you can find me on PayPal. If you go at Glenn, you can search Glenn Clark, and I think it's a picture of me, but at Glenn-Clark180 on PayPal. So at Glenn-Clark on Venmo, at Glenn-Clark180 on PayPal. Or search GlennClarkRadio at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. Please don't send me nudes. Well, I mean, if you want to send me nudes, I guess I'm not going to say no. Don't tell my wife. All right, you know, don't send nudes. Don't send nudes. I've changed my mind. Don't send nudes. Smart man. Don't send nudes. Well, it's dudes. I mean, we mostly have dudes that listen to this show. Yeah, there's, there's far more, out there. Far more men than women that listen there's to this show. There's some women out there, I'm not man. saying there are none, but there are far more men than women that listen to this show. Um, so make your $20 donation, and then I want you to send me either a, a Twitter DM or an email, glennclarkradio at gmail.com, and say, hey, I just sent a donation in. I'm Steve. I'm Mary, I'm Julio, I'm whoever, I just sent a donation in. That way I know who you are in case you're the winner and I can get in touch with you and I'll let you choose whatever number you want um, in the raffle. Got it? So $20 donation, Venmo or PayPal, and you're in. We will have four different winners, four different winners for these four different prizes. So you already have a, what does that make your math? If you've got a 4 in 100 chance, that means you don't have a 1% chance. You've got a 4% chance of winning just by getting a spot. That's what we're doing uh, to help helping up. And then we will be announcing coat drive details shortly. We do still need your coats. We need your clothes. If you've got them, please hit me up, glennclarkradio at gmail.com. Let me know, and uh, we'll get you some more details about that. 
tidbit brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right. So on Thursday Night Football, the Patriots squared off against the Falcons in a quote-unquote rematch of Super Bowl 51, not 57. It marks the second time the Falcons and Patriots have faced each other since the Super Bowl. Patriots, of course, won 25 to nothing. Uh, quarterbacking for the Atlanta. I don't, I don't. I don't. Is that what happened? I missed it. Totally missed. It. <laughs> Most people did that. Game sucked. God, uh, really, really glad I picked the Falcons. <laughs> Super good decision on my part. Quarterbacking for the Atlanta Falcons was Matt Ryan. Did you know that Matt Ryan has the longest active streak of 4,000 yard seasons with 10 straight? He is on his, on pace for his 11th straight this year, which would leave him one season shy of Drew Brees' record 12 straight 4,000 yard seasons. Nobody else has more than eight. Wait, say that one more time. So, Peyton Manning has the all-time record for 4,000-yard seasons with right. 14. Right. Drew Brees has a record for consecutive 4,000-yard seasons with 12. Right. Nobody else has more than eight. Um, and Matt Ryan is on pace for his 11th straight this year. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, that's not the trivia question, though. In his career after last night, Matt Ryan is 7-6 and six on Thursday nights and has thrown for over 300 yards four times, including his first ever appearance on Thursday Night Football way back on November 11, 2010 against our beloved Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I was at that game in, the, you, in the Georgia Dome. When he threw for 316 yards and three touchdowns in a 26-21 victory. It's one, one of those games where they had the ball last. They yeah, I, I remember watching his Silver Spring Mining Company ah, in Bel Air. How about that? Um, trivia. Matt Ryan now, after last night, has 3,516 passing yards on Thursday night football. Good for seventh all time. <laughs> which Super random. Which four active players have more Thursday night football passing yards? Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, number one, 4,785. Aaron, he's number one in everything. I mean, come on. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, number two, 4,158. Stafford? Um, Matthew Stafford, number six. I'm, I wait. So he's not. He's no, not. No, one he, of them. He, he's one of the four. He's number six overall. Oh, okay. So he's the fourth. He's fourth in active. The players. only surprising thing about that is that the Lions were on Thursday Night Football enough for him to have the that opportunity. Well, they play on Thanksgiving every year. But does are you? So you're you're just saying Thursday Thursday games in general? Yeah. Because the, the Thanksgiving games don't technically count as Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football. This is a weird branding thing about the NFL. If they play a late-season Saturday night game, mm -hmm. they count it as a Thursday night football game. Fair enough. I know this because I was doing some research about Thursday night football and records and home teams and things like that, and it's it's very frustrating because the answer, what they credit as Thursday night football is not... So, like, for example, the first Thursday night game of the season, because it's an NBC game, is not Thursday night football. Wow. Well, goofy bit the NFL does. So Matt Ryan played on Thursday Night Football, one of his first games, and it's counted in this list. So it's, I guess it's just Thursday nights. But this is from StatMuse, these numbers that I got. Um, ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, number three overall and number three on the active list, 3,929. For a bonus, which retired quarterbacks hold the fourth and fifth spots overall? Romo? No. Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning, number four overall, 3,846. Philip Rivers. Yeah. No. He's actually, I think, one behind Matt Ryan. One slot behind I'm Matt Ryan. a little Ryan. surprised by that. Um, Eli? No. no. No, it was a good guess, though. Yeah. Who am I not thinking of? Which retired, retired quarterback? If so I give you any hints, you're going to get it, so I can't do that. Uh, 
the problem is now you're trying to see if they're guys that packed a lot into a small amount of time, right? Like, so did Kurt Warner do so much in a small amount of time? You're forgetting somebody huge. Forgetting somebody huge. I'm forgetting somebody huge. Like when I forgot Mike Tyson existed yesterday. You think this is on par with Mike Tyson? It, you in, think it's in, that, the fo- in the football world, yes. You think it's that big? Drew Brees, yeah. Drew Sorry. Brees. Yep, Drew Brees, yeah. sure. Drew yep, Brees, Drew number Brees. five, 3,698 yards. Yep, it's definitely Drew Brees. All right, very good. Tubular brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show. We're back this Tuesday night at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. Lil Jordan's been out for the Tyus Bowser Show. It's a lot of fun. We have a great time. Tyus is maybe the nicest human being that you'll ever meet in your entire life and takes, un- unfortunately, he takes too much time. I regularly have to tell him, Tyus, you got to stop, man. He, In fact, we got in trouble because we were trying to move the line along the other night because we had a, I mean, like the crowd at Mother's in Timonium was th- out the front door and we were trying to keep the line moving. And so we said, hey, we can't uh, keep doing pictures. And Tyus was like, nah, man, we'll do anything. Like, I'll keep taking pictures. I'm like, guys, we got to get, look at all these people. We got to get through all of them. He's like, man, I'll give them as much time as they want. I'm like, all right. All right what brother. a guy. He's, dude, he's the best. I mean, he is the absolute best. I can't say enough wonderful things about Tyus Bowser. So uh, come out and meet Tyus, his special guest, this Tuesday night at Alonzo's uh, on Cold Spring Lane. Tyus Bowser Show is brought to you by Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, as well as Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, and My Bookie. We will see you Tuesday night for the next Tyus Bowser Show. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise for the weekend. I'll give you some highlights tonight. Fox Sports 1 for Hofstra in Maryland at 6.30. Towson and Pitt on the ACC Network at 6 o'clock, so you can check out the Tigers. And uh, Coppin's on TV tonight, too, on Masson against Virginia at 7 o'clock. Getting underway right now, the NCAA Field Hockey Final Four, Maryland and Liberty, right now on ESPN+. Plus. If Maryland were to advance to the championship game, it would be Sunday on ESPNU. UMBC's at Western Carolina tonight. Uh, that's 7.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Tomorrow, college football, Big Ten Network, Michigan-Maryland at 3.30. East Carolina Navy at 3.30 on CBS Sports Network. NBC Sports Washington for Towson, James Madison at 2. Madison's really good. Uh, ESPN Plus tomorrow, Hoops, Georgetown, Morgan State. Oh, no, it's it's football, sorry. Georgetown, Morgan State at noon. Then UMBC Longwood Basketball at 5. Morgan State Basketball is at Portland tomorrow night at 10. WCCSports.com. Uh, on Sunday, the local TV games, of course, Ravens-Bears, 1 o'clock on CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Fox has got the football team and the Panthers at 1 o'clock and the Cowboys and Chiefs at 425. I normally bitch about the, Cow- the, the Cowboys game just being the national TV game, but this one's you know actually really good, so I can't bitch about it. 425 on Fox. Then Steelers-Chargers at 820 on NBC. Maryland women against Baylor at 1 o'clock on Sunday on the Big Ten Network. That's a big, big game. You'll want to check that out as well. What are we... Maryland field hockey delayed. Oh, that's that's quite interesting. The Maryland field hockey Final Four game is not underway just yet because there was apparently frozen spots on the field, and so they needed to delay it to 1 o'clock, and they'll start it then. then. Heartbreak, by the way, last night in the NCAA soccer tournament. Uh, not only did um, Loyola – boy, Loyola looks so good. Forced extra time, forced penalty kicks down at North Carolina. They were the dominant team in the second half but just couldn't get a goal – and ultimately lost in penalty kicks. Or, or they don't, you don't, in soccer, you don't call it a loss. You just don't advance. It goes down officially as a draw, but they don't advance. Their season comes to an end at North Carolina in uh, what was a great game and a hell of an effort, but uh, unfortunately they come up short in PKs. 
And then uh, Maryland was stunned in the NCAA soccer tournament last night by LIU. So Maryland out as well, which is stunning in the first round of the NCAA soccer tournament. Some uh, non-sports highlights for the weekend. Uh, so tonight, Magnum P.I. at 9, Blue Bloods at 10 on CBS. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He's going to have um, guests Kevin Hart and then Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. I perform. love them. Love 11 them. 11.35 oh. um, on ABC. Does Shark- that mean they're touring again? I didn't see that. I've actually never seen Robert Plant in any like form or, or fashion over the years. But I love Allison Crow. I'd love to see that tour. If that means they're touring again, I would be very happy. They're playing. They're playing tonight. I hope, on, uh, I Stephen hope Colbert. that's a sign. Um, Shark Tank at eight twenty twenty at nine on ABC. Jimmy Kimmel Live. My dumb a last night. I put down the Tonight Show, the the late shows, mm-hmm. and to go back to put the guest list down, and forgot to do that. Ah, way to go, jerk. Yeah. So I'm looking for the guest list now, and I could not find the guest list for Jimmy Kimmel. Doesn't help me. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but I will I will Today find it. Today they announced a tour for next summer. Oh, that makes me very happy. I will see that somewhere. Sorry. Uh, sorry. On NBC, The Wall at 8, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Oh, they're 11. coming to Merriweather. Ah, I love that. June 11th. You'll know where to find me. In St. Um, Louis smoking in on. All right, never mind. <laughs> on, um, on NBC, on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, you have Whoopi Goldberg, Carol G, and Dry Cleaning uh, performing tonight. Um, FX Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson, is on tonight at 10 o'clock. Mm. On Netflix, the Hellbound series premiere, The Mind Explained season two premiere, uh, Procession. It's a documentary about boys sexually abused by clergy members. Um, HBO Max, King Richard premieres tonight. Uh, on Paramount Plus, Oasis Nebworth 1996 is a documentary of two record-breaking shows Oasis played at Nebworth Park in 1996. Okay. Um, Saturday, there's not much. Uh, Netflix, uh, the series premiere of New World Saturday Night Live with Simu Liu and musical guest Saweetie. Um, and then on Sunday... Simu Liu is, is Shang-Chi, as we talked about this week. Yeah. That's who that is. Would you like me to say that moving forward with him? And no, I just I think that there are a lot of people that are like me and like just didn't know. It's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. He's, he's, quite, he's quite a big deal. Uh, on ABC on Sunday at 8 o'clock, the American Music Awards on Fox, The Simpsons at 8, The Great North at 8.30, Bob's Burgers at 9, and Family Guy at 9.30. The CW, Legends of the Hidden Temple at 8 on AMC, Fear the Walking Dead at 9, and The Walking Dead World Beyond at 10.08. And on HBO, you have Succession Episode 6 at 10, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm at 10.30, and Insta- I'm sorry, Insecure at 10.30, Curb Your Enthusiasm at 11. All right, very good. Thanks today. Oh, uh, Tubular was also brought to you by Window Nation. Final opportunity for you to take advantage of their best offer ever. Best offer ever. Two free windows for every two you buy. No payments for two full years. 866-90Nation or windownation.com. Thanks today to Dr. Lonise Bias. What a powerful conversation that was. Thanks to Corey Wooten, Bo Smolka, the Senator Justin Reedy. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the archives. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Come Monday, we'll have a show. I don't know the guests, but we'll do it for you. I, do I stuff mean, and things. Yep, stuff and things. And uh, Jeremy Connell joins us, of course, as he does every Monday. And we got to. We gotta smash in five days of shows into three days next week, so you know we might move some stuff around as well. We gotta do picks on Wednesday and next week. Just a lot of stuff in a short amount of time, but we'll make it all work. We will be happy to do that tomorrow on the Bat Around. What's coming up? 
Uh, we're going to have Jack Harris. Uh, he is the beat writer for the Angels for the LA Times. He'll be on at 11. Uh, Stan the Fan Charles' weekly segment at 10.20. And at 11.40-ish, we're going to have uh, Cody Stavenhagen. He is the beat writer for the Athletic for the Detroit Tigers. Talk about the offseason. All right. Some big moves that have already happened this week, and despite the fact that there's still the fear of a work stoppage. All right, Jordan, you're on social media. You you fixed some things so we can plug your Twitter? That I did. Twitter is SchwartzbergJS and Instagram jschwartzberg one All right, very good. Uh, follow uh, him there. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, the Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, Baltimore, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com, and my bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Have a great weekend. Uh, go Ravens. Go Terps, Navy, all the local hoops and football teams. See you tonight for uh, AJ's uh, food giveaway uh, or food, food drive down at the uh, Maryland basketball game. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. <laughs>